live. And hello, and hey, and hello, and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I'm your host, Joel, coming to you live on this Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We had a little bit of a snafu before we started there. Matt, assuming like, okay, so it's time to go, right? And then I'm like, oh yeah, crap, daylight savings. And Matt's being like, not in my state, not in this part of Australia, son. <laughs> Chad is saying that you're silent now. What has Twitch done again? Uh, oh, God damn it. God damn. Everything's looking yeah. good on my end. <laughs> Thanks for the cheers. This is this literally happened last week, yeah. didn't it? There you go. You're, you're talking now apparently hey there hey there you go that's good should i just redo my intro and pretend that the other stuff didn't happen i guess so yeah <laughs> all right well then you know let's let let's wheel it back then let's hit the rewind button and hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse <laughs> where the worlds of nerd meet as always i am your host cape joel coming to you no matter the time whether it's daylight saving time military time i'm here right matt you're here you're here because other countries decide to do daylight savings, except for my country. Well, my country does, like, half of it. Like, three states mm. do it, whereas my state doesn't. That's very strange. But also, like, it makes sense because, like, daylight saving time is a stupid antique that people hang on to mm -hmm. for no reason, even though it serves no purpose yeah, I, in the modern world. Yeah, yeah. It's for the farmers. <laughs> Apparently it's not, though, that that's, like, some bullshit. Like, if you ask a farmer about daylight saving time, they'll get really pissed off because they're like, no, I plant at this time, I harvest at this time, it does nothing for me. <laughs> uh, people are complaining, too, that my camera is now glitching as we do this show live. Should I should I doesn't, try turning it on and off again? You, I mean, you can, but it doesn't look like it's glitching to me. It looks perfect for me. That's weird. I'm looking at the stream right now, and I do look strange for some reason. It's not just covered in schmutz, right? No, it's not covered in schmutz. <laughs> well, it, it went perfect when you just did that, like, because uh, I just put oh. up the stream. So maybe it was covered in shit. <laughs> maybe it was. Who knows? We'll never know now. Maybe maybe it's like an old RCTV, and I had to hit it to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this room is just covered in a fine fog and a fine mist. <laughs> it's a layer of film just over everything. Joel, why is everything here covered in a fine layer of film? <laughs> I don't know. Please don't tell anyone how I live. <laughs> but how have you been, Matt? I've been pretty good. I've been I've been trying to like catch up on all my comics now that I'm I've got like some free time and it's not yeah. been happening <laughs> at all. Yeah. I've like barely scratched the surface, and it doesn't help as well. I've got like Outer Worlds and Modern Warfare oh, just yeah. sitting there waiting to be played. Man, so much of my time has gone into the Outer Worlds. That game is just so goddamn addictive. I, I lose so much time. It really is. It's just so damn fun. And uh, thank you to Tevia, if you're yes. watching the live show, who's been filling our cup with his cheers. Always appreciate it. But yeah, so, so much time into the Outer Worlds. Like, I literally had to stop myself to be like, no, no, no. Had a light <laughs> week in comics this week. You might actually be able to catch up yep. and do a different kind of video if I can. So that's what I've been trying to yeah, do. Yeah, I've been trying to do that as well and just catch up on a lot of the comics. And I've got a little bit, but there's still heaps to go. And I, of course, got Modern Warfare and finished the, the campaign on that, nice. which I surprisingly enjoyed. So I've heard it's actually a pretty good campaign, but it's Infinity Ward and they always do the better campaigns of all the different companies, I think. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, what else? Ooh, I caught up on some movies. Uh, I watched Dolomite is my name on Netflix, oh, that Eddie Murphy that movie based on the life of Rudy Raymore. It was good. It was very, very interesting. I think my favorite joke about it, and I mentioned this on Twitter, is the most understated joke. And it's kind of a running gag where in the world of comedy, they say, ah, you know, Rudy Raymore, you're no, uh, you're no Bill Cosby, you'll never make it. <laughs> and in the world of movies, oh, you know, you're no Roman Polanski, you'll never make it. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, wow, the guy who played this vulgar caricature of a pimp actually ended up being way more wholesome than all the supposedly wholesome establishment people that he was railing against. Yeah, the little the little parts in it where they mention like Bill Cosby and all that. I'm like, ah, I see, I see what they're doing there. <laughs> Strangely, too, he even calls out Red Fox and says Red Fox actually uh, sold out because you know Red Fox was uh, afraid to be too dirty. And I'm like, really, I've never heard a movie. <laughs> flip off red fox in the world of comedy really jeez <laughs> thank you again tevia for hosting us mhm it's a hell of a thing but uh, yeah D- dolomite is my name really funny uh, a real movie for people who make movies like i feel like you could show that in an mm-hmm. audio visual class cuz it's all about like you know betting on yourself and maxing yeah. out your credit cards it's it's almost like a spiritual uh, sibling to something like clerks actually yeah kind of yeah it, it's like yeah modern day clerks which is ironic cuz it's set in the past <laughs> Yeah, and so much of the story is real. Like, yeah, yeah, Rudy Ray Moore did live in the Dunbar Hotel. Yeah, he actually did, like, just pick up people off the street and be like, hey, you want to be in my movie? Yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good... And also, it reminds you, too, oh, yeah, Eddie Murphy can act, and Eddie Murphy is really talented sometimes. He can be sometimes. very funny when he's given the right material or left to do his own material. When he gives a shit, and you could tell, like, this is something he mm-hmm. actually really cared about, because it's like, oh, yes, I see a lot of the same DNA in Rudy mm-hmm. Raymore's old comedy records that you do in, like, Raw and Delirious yeah. and everything else. Yeah, you could see where that inspiration for him came from. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, what else did you do this week, Matt? Anything of note uh, outside comics? Just catching up? Yeah, catching up on TV shows, stuff like that. And have we, have we, have we, we talked about Watchmen last week? No, and I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I have it saved. And I'm going to watch it, but I haven't yet. I think the fact, too, I I get like this sometimes where it's like, Joel, what do you think about this? Joel, have you seen this? Joel, you need to talk about this. And I'm like, well, the more people tell me to see it, the less I want to do it. Because I got to rail against authority even when that authority <laughs> is my fan. It's, it, it's shot nicely, but I keep saying it's like, why is this being made? Like, why? And as well, the story's like... Like, you look at the original Watchmen, and it was, like, a deconstruction of superheroes and mm. all that sort of stuff, and kind of a parody, in a way, of that sort of stuff. None of that is, like, present in this show. It So it's like the Watchmen it's, movie. It's ba- it basically just goes... Yeah, it just basically goes the other way, where it's, we're going to start getting into, like, politics, where the cops wear masks, and the Rorschach mask is, like, the new KKK hood, and all that sort of stuff and fitting yeah 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 fitting and of course people are mad at that to where it's like okay well it's nice to know the people who are mad at this totally didn't understand Rorschach's character from the original he's cool he wears a coat and a a trilby hat and he's awesome he's like no he's a terrible human being you know, it's people who loved Rorschach that why is why Alan Moore uh, went into his cave and never came out again. Yeah, even he hates like, the character. Yes, he does. And the fact that people love the character and misinterpret his work drives him insane. Yeah. 
Remember Rorschach too? Remember him from uh, what is it? That DC story that hasn't finished yet? <laughs> Doomsday Clock. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm glad you said that, Matt, because I literally couldn't find the name. <laughs> he couldn't remember. It, it. was gone. I was gonna call it DC Clock, and I'm like, that's not it. <laughs> it, it, it. It basically is just DC Clock. DC Clock, and I'm like, well, that name's not coming back. But yeah, remember, remember him. Remember what a big deal they had about Rorschach too. And where it's like, well, look, we can't have the original Rorschach because he's literally a monster and totally isn't someone who, you know, you can actually <laughs> and, write and as a protagonist. And you know, he died. <laughs> and he died, that also helps. So let's try and, you know, reinvent the character and reinvigorize it because, you know, hey, for better or worse, Rorschach is one of the major faces of Watchmen. And, you know, we want to sell Rorschach action figures and t-shirts and everything. And we can't do that mm-hmm. with a murderous homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could, but you'd get some sideways looks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess with that out of the way, we we will talk about Watchmen when I have the chance to see it. But, again, man, I, I am just swamped with entertainment right now. We are really in the midst. We are on the eve of the app Cold Wars, Matt, and we're going to talk about that. And there is just too much goddamn entertainment. Oh, God, is there ever. I, I, I haven't finished No the one will ever yet. be bored. That's the thing. no. And, and, and maybe that's part of the plan where it's like, look, we just got to keep people bogged down in entertainment <laughs> for as long as possible. And then, you know, step two profit. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't even finished the boys yet. I was like oh, the geez. halfway point. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, this is good. And then, you know, I got caught up uh, watching BoJack Horseman and everything else. Mm-hmm. And I just never got to finish it. Dragon Prince comes back this month as well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a good show, especially if you liked Avatar, the last airbender. You should check that yeah, out. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. It is. It is really good. It's cool what they do with CG animation where they kind of like blur the lines between traditional hand-drawn stuff and CGI, especially if you like uh, Resistance and if you liked uh, Rebels, the Star Wars thing. They do kind of the same thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, very much so. Uh but yeah, I guess with that out of the way, we can actually hop into uh, the news this week. And there was a nice little smattering from all the different companies yeah, in all of our favorite places. There was. Yeah, I guess to kick things off here, uh, it was finally announced too much fanfare uh, when we're going to be getting Spider-Verse 2, and it's slated for 2022. Yeah, and we got, we got a nice little trailer that maybe gives some hints about which Spider-People might be in the film or might be added to the film. <sighs> Possibly, if you slow it down a little bit, you can see a bunch of other uh, perspective spider logos. Yeah, yeah. I, I think people were, like, pointing out that there might be, like, a zombie Spider-Man or something. And uh, I think Gwen's logo's back in there, so she's going to get... Isn't she, wasn't she meant to be getting, like, a solo film? So I heard that was, like, that Project Glass ceiling that they've been working on forever, that they wanted to spin the Spider-Women off into their own thing. Yeah. But then again, Sony's all over the place right now with what's happening, so who even knows? Yeah, that's true. And of course, Tevi is hoping for Mayday Parker. Well, if there was any movie she was going to show up in, it was going to be this one. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, anything is possible. People in the chat, too, are saying the Japanese Spider-Man logo was there. Ooh. Spider-Man 2099, naturally. Is the Japanese one the one with the, uh, what's the robot called? Leopardron? The, the Sentai? Oh, yeah, Leopardron. The, the Sentai one, or are we just getting the uh, Spider-Met girl again? I don't know. Could go either way. I'd like them both. Same. It'd be fun to see them interact where it's like, oh, you have a robot too. Yes, I have a giant robot. <laughs> 
I mean, it's not a contest or anything, but my robot's bigger than your robot. Mine's <laughs> twice the size that yours is. It's funny when you did that, your camera glitch, so it looked like you were roboting out. You might just want to rub it again. Yeah, really, what the... Again, do I just got to tap it? Like, <laughs> and and it every... did it again. It, did, like, completely fixed it. <laughs> Amazing. You know, it's like I streamed the other night, Matt, myself for the first time in a long time, and I did not have this problem. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> Man, this is this is a fun episode, everyone. This is what you can see when you watch live. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very excited for this. I'm glad, too, that people kind of understood where it's like, yeah, 2022, animation takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why you're going to have to wait a while. Yeah, people were saying that, oh, it could happen next year. And I'm like, oh, that's way too soon. And it's like, no, that, especially- two, three years, basically. Especially, did you see the movie? It looks beautiful, mm-hmm. and that took artists, like, years of their oh, yeah. lives to put together. That took a long time. I imagine the second one might be a bit faster because they've already got that workflow and, like, systems right. set up for it. But, yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see what they'll do, like, what new things they'll add into the film in terms of, like, Definitely. breakthrough animation and stuff. Also, thematically, where do you think the story is going to go from here? Because the first one was all about Miles, you know, growing into his role of the Spider-Man of his universe and realizing that there's multiple universes <laughs> with multiple different Spider-People. How do you how do you think we're going to take that to the next level? Um, you know, I I think I'd like time jump, like a little bit of a time jump where Miles mm. has been Spider-Man for, I say, do it real time, so like like three or four years. Yeah, and um. Yeah, then then there'll be like some big threat that requires the the spider people to get back together. Bring bring in the inheritors or something. Everyone is thinking like it's got to be Morlun, it's got to be the inheritors, which a lot of people don't like the inheritors, but I'm fine with them being in the movie because yeah. I'm sure they would put an interesting spin on oh, them. Oh yeah, no doubt. They'll make them actually even more interesting like how they made the prowler interesting. That's true. I mean, I guess it's just got to be like, okay, what's another threat to justify all of these spider people getting back together? And again, an an evil family of semi-incestual aristocrats hunting spider people (laughs) across the universe. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm down with that. That's pretty good. That means, too, you could even have spider people show up literally just to die, just to Mm -hmm. put over how strong the new villains are. Yeah, yeah. And again, I hope it continues to be funny and self-aware. And maybe, just maybe, this one will, you know, poke some fun at the, you know, uh, kerfuffle between Sony Spider-Man and Disney Spider-Man and the future of all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, my camera looks to be doing that (laughs) shit again. What is, what is even that? What, what is god damn it again does, is, does that mean like i got like a bad connection or something you got like, you got like a little hair you. in the usb connection or something <laughs> or some shit i don't know again i i streamed last night and it was fine i don't know what the fuck the problem is that's so goddamn weird uh someone else said mysterio that might be interesting but maybe too close to his live action yeah. Uh, counterpart yeah i i imagine like we might like get them as like these are heroes miles fort sort of thing mm. That would be fun. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, ooh, HBO Max is entering the app war. As I mentioned before, we are on the eve of the great app cold war, Matt. You will tell your grandchildren where you were when Disney Plus took San Juan Hill <laughs> and Amazon Prime was there. And, and we, 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 the, the age of subscription rationing and... <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, the great subscription ad. You know, when I was your age, you know, we had to get our pennies together to put into PayPal so we could <laughs> get just a little bit more Netflix to get us through the long winter. <laughs> Uh, I will fully admit, you know, I had heard about this HBO Max thing, and I really wasn't that interested in it, and I really didn't care as a comic book channel, because really the only thing we heard is like, oh, it might be getting those DC Universe shows, and I'm like, okay, so, you know, if you don't want to pay for the DC Universe app, you can have this, but some big news came down the pipeline involving HBO and superhero mm. stuff and nerdy stuff that I was really not expecting. Yeah, yeah, they they, they said they were going to release the Snyder Cut because that would make them ah. billions. And, no, no, they, they didn't say that because they were smart. Yeah, what what alternate universe were you in, Matt? Oh, the, the hell world, the, that Omega universe. Uh, uh, tell me about it. But uh, yeah, so HBO Max threw their hat in the ring and apparently <laughs> they have struck a very considerable deal with DC and Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be getting a bunch of new original DC content for HBO Max that seemingly you can't see anywhere else. One of those is the long, long, well, I was going to say awaited, but like long assumed Greg Berlanti Green Lantern follow-up. Yeah, so what, what was interesting about this is they, they, they didn't obviously say it was, this is what that green lantern core movie turned into although i'm pretty sure this is what it turned into um as but as well they they said it's they didn't say it's green lantern they said it's green lantern inspired which which doesn't which like confuses the hell out of me what like what does that mean <laughs> yeah is, is it gonna be like that teen lantern or is it gonna be like one of these other newer lanterns i imagine they're not gonna do hal jordan because they probably still want to keep him uh, primed for that movie universe if that ever happens yeah yeah i i i have to imagine it's probably going to be something like oh these are like tales from the green lantern core or something mm. or maybe an anthology show which would be pretty cool i i'd like to like yeah. every episode being a different lantern that'd be pretty cool yeah because I mean, that's always been the problem about Green Lantern as a property where it's like, oh, so it's this vast, amazing core with all these colorful characters <clears throat> from all over the universe. And yet we're following fucking crew cut over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe fucking six pack from from America who's Earth. always on Earth. <laughs> always. Well, most of the time, except for when he's not. But yeah, it's like literally here's this amazing Green Lantern court. Now follow arguably the most boring one, Hal Jordan. <laughs> And that's always been the problem. It's like, but Hal Jordan sells, though. So even though we have all these other Lanterns people like more, we can't give you Jon Stewart or Kyle Rayner or even Guy. <laughs> Only in small doses. But yeah, you know, if it was like a core show and, you know, it was like, uh, it's, it's like The Wire, but for Green Lantern, where it's like, here, the, the yeah. city of millions, the city of Oa, here's all the people who are on it. Yeah, or do like a true detective type show. Ooh, I like that a lot. But this too. is Greg Bellanti, so yeah, he's he's had this one crack true. at it before. <laughs> Which you know what I, I like. There was a there would be a time not too long ago where that would drive me insane. The <laughs> idea of like, oh fuck, they're letting Greg Berlanti touch Green Lantern again. But honestly, after all the hard work he's put in on television and everything else, and really trying to redeem himself for that bad Green Lantern movie, I actually kind of <laughs> like this idea of cosmic karma, where he gets to maybe uh, what is it make up for the sins of the past? Maybe get another turn, turn to do it. Yeah, really, because, like, you could almost write a movie about that where it's like, and then I tried so hard to get to do Green Lantern again. <laughs> and maybe it'll suck again, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe it will. 
that would be the greatest punchline ever. He does it again after all these years, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he just makes the same mistake all over yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, it's just the, sa- just the same thing over again. The whole suit is CGI. We're going to do it all in camera. It's it's going to have a- Taika Waititi play the best friend. And <laughs> Oh, no. I, t- I took all these names from Green Lantern comic books and just threw them into a script generator. <laughs> Nothing means anything, but here's words you might remember. Parallax, parallax is a diarrhea cloud. Is a fucking cloud again. <laughs> Voiced by Clancy Brown again, so we're going to waste him. <laughs> we'll also introduce Amanda Waller and then maybe kill her off, too. <laughs> There's a lot of dumb things we can do about it, but we got that. Apparently another space show in Adam Strange. Yeah, that's that uh, animated one where... Again, that's like an anthology show where each episode is like something different in the in the DC universe, like Bizarro and Adam Strange and all those sorts of stuff. Which makes sense because, you know, I like Adam Strange, but I certainly don't think he's strong enough to hold up a whole series mm. on his own. Even though DC seems to be giving him a stealth push right now because he's getting this sh- uh, show potentially <laughs> and uh, that Tom King miniseries that's being written about him. Yeah, and he was just the main character on Krypton. Oh yeah, and also that I totally forgot about Krypton. <laughs> can you can you believe that Krypton got canceled, but fucking Pennyworth oh, is getting a second season? Fuck that, fuck that, man. <laughs> fucking Pennyworth. It, as if you needed another reminder that life is cruel and the bad guys win and the good guys uh, lose all the time. <laughs> Just let that sink in for a little bit. And then another project called Hero High, which, I mean, I think that sounds fairly self-explanatory. Yeah, it's, it's being made by Elizabeth Banks, and yeah, it's superheroes in high school, because that's what people want yeah. now, apparently. <laughs> I mean, X-Men did it forever. I mean, it can work. It's definitely not a co- completely bankrupt concept. It, I mean, depending on how you I, spin I it. Did, I did, like, when I heard that was coming, I did get flashbacks of that uh, that god-awful show they made Powerless. Ooh. I, I Just, like, for a second, I'm like, oh, God, this is, like, Powerless. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that was Brian Michael Bendis' baby, Matt. That was going to bring him into Hollywood once and for all and oh, make him a big no. deal, and they were going to adapt all his other things. <laughs> but apparently not. I mean, I... I, I it's funny, you know, the whole young heroes in a high school setting, I always kind of consider that to be more a Marvel shtick than a DC shtick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, because they got, like, Spider-Man and, like, Kamal Khan and mm. all these younger heroes that are actually in school where it's like, and you actually see that in the comics where, yeah, DC, like, you've got the Teen Titans, but they're, like, running Guantanamo Bay and stuff. Yeah, not, we'll, not going we'll bury to school. the... <laughs> No, we'll bury the Teen Titans whenever we get the chance to do so. Uh, and, oh, yeah, as Tevia brings up, isn't that already a cartoon, that DC superhero girl thing? Yeah, which is apparently quite popular, and they sell a lot of toys off that mm. one. But this sounds like more of a live-action project, so... Okay. It'll be like that... What's what's that show, like, all the girls watch? Uh, goddamn... It's a comic. It's Riverdale or whatever, that Archie thing. That mm. That's not really Archie. It's just using the name. No. <laughs> We just took the name. Yeah, I mean, shit, if they can make Archie into a weird hit, I'm sure they'll do the same here. <laughs> and as someone said, technically, uh, Riverdale is DC in a weird roundabout way. Yeah, yeah I guess it is. Yeah, yeah sort of. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, I forgot about that with weird publishing things. But uh, 
Yeah, so uh, some other interesting stuff they mentioned for HBO Max is obviously you'll get every HBO show ever mm-hmm. it, under the sun. What, what was really, someone actually did the, the numbers on this. They will have more DC films than the actual DC app. Wow. <laughs> Again, if you ever needed another reason to not get the DC Universe app. Seriously, the, this sounded like, and it's funny because they had to come out and say like, this doesn't mean that DC app's going away. And it's like, well, it kind of does mean that because like you've just kind of put everything except the comics up on this other app that you own as well, which doesn't make any sense for me. No, it doesn't. Some other big hitters they got. They got all of South Park, all of Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got all of the Looney Tunes cartoons, which again is a big Warner Brothers thing. I'm like, oh man, that's actually really good because mm-hmm. those like Looney Tunes cartoons are hard to find unless yeah. you buy the expensive like Blu-ray sets. Yeah, yeah, the, the the big sets that that are really limited in numbers. Yes, and hard to find mm-hmm. and worth a lot of money. But man, I would love to go back and watch some of those classic Looney Tunes bits there. Uh, what is it? Uh, it, it? It's Opera Doc and all those other really great ones just to even show people to be like, yo, look at this shit. Yeah, there's lots of lots of really cool stuff in there. The only thing is, it's, only, it's again, like the DC app only being released in America so far. Because of course... Because of course, you know, if Disney can manage to release it worldwide within a couple of weeks of each other, I'm sure like, like WB could. <laughs> you would think so, but apparently not. And again, I, 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 I kind of feel like this the same way I feel about the DC Universe app where it's like, well, there was no rumblings about this before. And now it kind of sounds like you're rushing into it and just grabbing everything you can for it. Again, like the DC app. Like who who has a big app like this in 2019 and doesn't plan to release it in other markets? I know it's it's just, just it's States. so weird. It, I could understand if it was like a really niche niche app. Like mm. he, like here in Australia, we have an Australian streaming service and it's full of like Australian stuff. I can understand why that's only in Australia because it's full of Australian made productions and stuff like that. Could could branch out, but I understand that. But like something like HBO, where we get HBO here and all their stuff. So like why? Why isn't it being released here or in Canada or, you know, the UK, stuff like that? (laughs) The chat has a funny one there saying, you know, wouldn't it be hilarious to find out that all this new streaming app stuff is just because all these companies secretly bought up VPN services. So uh, people (laughs) have to pay for the good VPN. I wouldn't be surprised. No, that sounds like an article we're going to read like two years from now. It's like, did you know all these multimedia companies actually had secret states and all these VPN companies because mm-hmm. they knew people were just going to do it anyway? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So it's, I, I mean, I was planning on doing it with Disney Plus, but they're releasing it like a week later. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't need yeah, I to. I think Canada, it's on the same time table. Yeah. Although I really hate the idea of having to buy another streaming service because, again, this year is the first year I started paying for my own Netflix and not just leeching off the family plan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I canceled one of mine recently, and I'm going to put that money that I would usually pay for that into Disney+. Plus. You know, because I'm I'm a man, you know, I'm my own man. (laughs) I can pay for my own Netflix, Mom. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, to where it's like, oh, do I really want to pay for the Disney Plus one, even though it is admittedly much cheaper at nine ninety nine? Oh, yeah. So that's pretty solid. You know what I need to do? Uh, I still haven't done my taxes yet for last year. I need to go talk to my tax person and be like, look, so I work online. I work in entertainment. Can I write these off? Because if so, I will get it. But only then can I write these off. 
just uh, you just got to make chat. sure you don't write off too much <laughs> yeah as the chat mentions in the price point to uh, hbo max will be 15 dollars. so like that, basically that's pretty expensive it is that's netflix prices there for like the unlimited everything yeah which again that's uh, in this age of consumption entertainment it doesn't sound like much but it adds up over time oh yeah that, that's like a month that adds up to like it was like 30 dollars every two months you know 90 dollars mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. four months it adds up oh yeah it really it really does I, again you know like I, we're not the first people to say it and i know we mention it all the time where it's like okay so we're officially back in the age of cable packages we have now actively <laughs> gone back in time yeah yeah the cable packages but now they're offered online amazing we had a beautiful thing once streaming and now <laughs> we've gone back in time <laughs> And, and again, this leads to a horrible, dark, dystopian future where it's just like, well, won't all these companies just fuse together so I can only pay for one thing? And the companies are like, yes, we will fuse together. Is that what you – we we will you, – you got to change the law and call your congressperson, but we'll happily fuse together for you <laughs> to make your TV nice and easy. And tell you what, once we do that, uh, you can you can just come work for us at our company store and we'll just take that yeah, off and, the thing. Uh, Overall, how's uh, that sound? No breaks. You'll have to pee in bottles. <laughs> But it'll be fine. Again, you'll have all your entertainment in one place. Won't that be nice? Won't it be nice? And then we'll officially just be in the outer worlds. <laughs> yeah, we'll just be all run by... We'll have colonies run by companies and conglomerates and eat soul tuna and, and really shitty like products mm. that give us AIDS and shit. And instead of saying hello, we'll say the company jingle. <laughs> Is what we'll do. <laughs> Uh, someone else saying too, why pay fifteen dollars a month for HBO Max when you could just pay three streamers you love directly for their work? I agree, yeah. sir. This guy has good ideas. <laughs> exactly. Everyone, listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> People who actually give Again, you good good content on a regular basis. Out of the goodness of our hearts, I mean their hearts. I mean hearts. <laughs> but no for real man you want to talk about too much entertainment we are adding to that problem too we are just too entertaining man yeah we're gonna the the coming multiverse max plus it'll be a new streaming service Ah. available everywhere you know eight dollars a month (laughs) we'll have everything yeah we'll have everything You get the back catalog of everything we've ever done you get the spy cams of us 24 hours a day You get you, you get that eight hour uh, cam to watch us sleep at night. <laughs> full full Truman Show. You can just keep it on in the background for comfort. Yeah, toilet toilet cam is extra. <laughs> mm, naturally, that's the gold membership. Also, who am I kidding? I don't sleep eight hours a night. I wish I did. Uh, the perfect world. That's yeah. That's blatant false advertisement. He doesn't sleep eight hours. <laughs> uh but yeah so that's hbo max it's interesting you know I, I i can only assume these things will all have trial periods like you can get like a couple like a month free yeah or a seven day free trial yeah because i would like to at least say i tried all of these yeah yeah to see which one is the right for me and my family and again most of them are coming to the playstation too which is my you know entertainment hub anyway yeah. so you know that's again, again that's another thing with that that disney plus app it's got a playstation uh app whereas the dc app doesn't so fucking weird yeah you might want to rub your camera again it's glitching out uh, okay <laughs> why why are you doing this 
<laughs> what is it doing? <laughs> we are trying to have a nice show, camera. What the fuck? I'm gonna I'm gonna put one of the, that that Simpsons technical difficulties in when, when it does it to you. <laughs> oh, that's good. I appreciate that, Matt. That's always good. <laughs> Is this is this because I tried to stream WWE 2K20 and <laughs> it's, it's a horrible paying you back? Face? <laughs> it's like this is what it's you paying look like. Me Has it spread to my camera again? Too, I was doing that last night and didn't have a single problem. <laughs> what the hell has changed in this time? What the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's, Everyone's saying I'm two faced yeah, now. It's Skynet. It's taking over. Sky, oh, it's not Skynet. It's Legion now. Legion. We are Legion for we are many. <laughs> and again because i'm watching this back in time too i'm seeing myself try and fix it but then seeing it fuck up again and i don't know whether i'm good or not because it's on a delay it's funny you moving your hand in front of the camera like briefly fixed it just then they fixed it it's like perfect now this is some old bullshit i'm not happy sad joel sad dog all right, I guess let's move on to the next story while Matt puts uh, the hang in there, kitty, and everything else in my box. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right back. Uh, ooh, uh, here's some interesting stuff from the world of Star Wars, and I feel Matt, as always, as the Star Wars czar on the show, you can probably elaborate better than I ever could, but uh, D&D, the two showrunner, creators, whatevers you want to call it, of uh, Game of Thrones... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was announced this week that they are off their brand new Star Wars project. Yeah, and thank God. <laughs> and nothing of value was lost. Yeah, so after these guys ruined uh, uh, Game of Thrones in the end there, uh, yeah, they, they got kicked off. And it's, it's even funny, like, like they said... Lots of news came out saying it's like, oh, no, they've been off, like, for a while. We just didn't have a right time to, like, announce that they're mm-hmm. off and all that sort of stuff. But, like, the timing couldn't be better because it came it really just after they just did they did like a train wreck of, of a uh, of a panel discussion at some uh, comic-con or film festival oh, or something remember. where they basically said oh yeah like game of thrones was just like our like really expensive film school and we like we we didn't know what the fuck we were doing and we, we were just like learning on the fly and we basically conned uh, uh hbo and everything and I'm like wow it's like they they really don't want to work again <laughs> no it's like everything you could say wrong they said yep. it and every bad thing that you had theorized about them was ultimately confirmed and it's not like this leaked out they said yeah, it into they, microphones they, they, there's they people like with it. video footage and and like transcripts and everything of what they said <laughs> It's not every day you get to watch two men commit career seppuku in front of your very <laughs> eyes because that's what it is. And let's face it, I think we all thought the same thing when they bumblefucked the ending of the biggest show in decades to where no one was happy. And it's like, oh boy, and they got what coming up? Oh, they got a Star Wars project mm-hmm. coming up and a prequel. Well, I feel the t- uh, the sand in the hourglass is ticking down on yeah. that one, but let, let, let let's let time decide and time decided. Yeah, yeah, it always yeah time decided and they decided for themselves as well. They're like fuck this. <laughs> and of course, as with anything Star Wars related, you have all the conspiracy theory mongers afterwards. Like, oh, this is this is because of Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> and, uh, and, and and Hillary Clinton somehow. <laughs> this was all their fault. Yes, it was all their fault. In, in saying that, though, you, you've got to, like, kind of want to, like, because Kathleen Kennedy hired these guys. She also hired 
Colin mm. Trevorrow, Josh Trank. Uh, yeah. Was it Phil and Lo- Phil, uh, uh, Chris Lord Miller. Lord Miller, and like she had to let all of them go. She's like, and, and they were all like hot at the time when they were hired. So is it like a knee jerk thing? And then and then later they're like, oh, the, these don't work out very well. No, I mean, this time I think there's no denying that this was the right choice. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Fans were mad at them, and they admitted, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We never did. No, again, as well, they they were talking about, like, how they wanted to make Game of Thrones as less fantasy as possible. Like, they were actively taking out fantasy parts. And it's like, and you were going to give them a Star Wars film? You know, that's set in space about wizards who use lightsabers and giant aliens that look like dogs and shit. (laughs) Really, really the worst thing about these two getting kicked off the Star Wars project, though, is that maybe now they'll have more time to develop that Confederate show (laughs) that they wanted to do. They're still doing that because they got that big deal with Netflix because that was what this was about. Like, they... They decided to go with Netflix and not Star Wars. I'm like, really? I don't I don't think they actually are, but as we've seen, these two are committed to truly terrible ideas, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Look, I'm just saying in 2019, what people really need and what they really want to see is an alternate history where the South won the Civil War. <laughs> dudes. My, my dudes. <laughs> Read the room, my dudes. And also... You can see that for free. You just got to drive through certain southern states. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to pay for that. <laughs> no, that's that's not special, my dudes. <laughs> I mean, good g- good luck to you for your future, but oh man, you guys bumble fucked it hard. <laughs> <laughs> and also too, because you know the hits just kept on coming. They're like, yeah, so they're off Star Wars, and also that Game of Thrones prequel they were supposed to be working on, uh, Robert's Rebellion or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. The Oh, the Age of Heroes mm-hmm. is what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, they sh- apparently, the, yeah, they shot the, the pilot with Naomi pilot. Watts and a b- bunch of other people, and apparently that also had, like, a bunch of problems with it. Again, like, the pilot of Game of Thrones, which was all reshot by someone else. Um, yeah. Yeah, apparently I had, like, so many fucking problems with it. And again, like, all these things just happened, like, around the same time, and then they were kicked off the fucking Star Wars films. The, you, you gotta admit, there is some coincidence there. <laughs> Very much so. And there was, like, a moment there, too, where I'm like, oh, does that mean we're just not gonna do any Game of Thrones uh, prequel series at all? Is HBO officially done with this brand? Are they washing their hands of it? No, we're going ahead on another prequel project, actually. One that doesn't fucking involve these two chowderheads. (laughs) Yeah, one called House of the Dragon, which of course is going to be about Targaryens and everything, and um, about people like Glitchy Joel at the moment. God (laughs) fucking damn it. My my house is house glitch. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this should be actually a bit better because it's, it's the guy... Uh, what's his name? Miguel Sapochik, Spachochik, or something. He did. He like uh, uh, directed a bunch of the episodes of Game of Thrones, like the really good episodes, like the Long Night and all that sort of right. stuff. Um, he's doing it, and he's partnering. He's going to be the showrunner, I think, along with George R. R. Martin. So it's well, it's a little bit closer to the to the source material or the future source material, since it's probably not been written. Right. So I'm going to assume this is going to start 
with Aegon Targaryen and uh, old Valand or old Valyria, yep. and probably tell the story of how he came yeah. to what would be known as the Seven Kingdoms. And then, if the show is popular, we'll have multiple seasons and eventually lead up to Dance of Dragons and the Blackfire Rebellion yep. and all that other stuff. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be like a history of the Targaryen family or something, and it will will eventually reach. And maybe, like, maybe that that Robert's Rebellion stuff might roll into this. Like, that'll be like like the season finale or something the series finale or something it's a lot of material that's for sure so Mm -hmm. they could definitely have like 10 seasons here easy the question is are people burnt out on game of thrones do people not give a shit are people gonna want to watch a prequel knowing that they bumble fucked the ending i mean i guess there's still the books people still don't know how it ended in the book so maybe if martin ever actually Mm -hmm. puts out a new book maybe it'll get new interest in the show i don't know yeah yeah well i i think like what what will draw people to it will be the fact that those guys aren't working on the show like they're not Mm. anywhere near it so it's like okay the guys that fucked everything up in game of thrones aren't actually on this show it's all the good people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like uh, HBO comes out and prostrates themselves to the fan community. Please, please, we really need this for our lineup. We really miss all the money and being the biggest thing on television. Look, look, those two guys you like, they're gone, baby. They're gone. Not only are they gone, but we tarred and feathered them. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, this is, this is, I assume, going to be like HBO Max's like flagship show. The, the funny thing is, though, that like they announced this and HBO Max comes out, was it May next year? yeah Yeah. fairly soon so there's no way they could actually get the show like made for that time no No way in hell so it's it's really not their flagship show it's like one that will eventually come maybe if the app is successful true and somewhere off in the corner westworld is like why did everyone seem to forget about us (laughs) hey that's coming back soon and i'm looking forward to it it is. I like it. We've completely changed genres now. We're not a Western video game anymore. We're Grand Theft Auto now. Yeah, and Aaron Paul is in it. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I still haven't watched El Camino yet. Oh, either, gotta get I on got that. Too many goddamn things. This I really, it's like, if I wasn't a YouTuber and had to put out new content every week, I would love to take a vacation, <laughs> but that vacation is I just wouldn't get out of bed. I would just watch <laughs> Netflix and order takeout and just catch up on you everything. Just sit in the hospital bed with the control in the hand. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Bed goes up, bed goes down, <laughs> bed goes up, bed goes down. <laughs> Man, I was watching a documentary, uh, what is it, on, on, on an old wrestler there and Randy Savage's brother. They showed his house. He has a big, giant-ass TV on his ceiling, so he just lays in bed and looks up at his TV. <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'd love that. I mean, his re- his wrestling character was the genius, and truly he is living his gimmick <laughs> because the man's a fucking genius. That's a big brain idea. <laughs> that is the biggest brain idea. <laughs> He, he is too powerful. How do you fuck with a man who actually bolted a giant TV <laughs> to his to his ceiling? <laughs> See, that freaked me the fuck out, though, because I'm like, man, I really hope I screwed that in tight enough. Because if that <laughs> if falls it falls, on me, I will be killed. <laughs> I will most definitely be killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope Larry's TV never, yeah, Lanny's TV never falls on. Lanny Poffo, that was his name, yeah. <laughs> uh all right what else do we got there so yeah we got our star wars game of thrones crossover news uh ooh, some directorial news here uh ant-man uh is indeed getting a threequel and uh, peyton reed is actually coming back to direct which is truly awesome yeah i'm glad he's finally getting a third film and he'll be one of only a handful of directors who have directed like the, uh, the whole trilogy 
Uh, we got well, we got James Gunn. We got uh, assumedly Ryan Coogler might direct Black Panther three. I imagine he's synonymous with the project now, and maybe Taika Waititi yeah. if he gets another Thor. But he's probably going to get another Thor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, pretty uh, cool. Yeah, I, I always really liked Ant Man. I always really liked Paul Rudd. I always think that people that this is the one Marvel franchise they always sleep on and they never quite give the respect it deserves. I I like it because it's kind of like a slice of life hero uh, sort of movie. The stakes aren't you know as big as like a Captain America or an Avengers film. You know, he's just got to stop the the bad guy and and find time to play around with his daughter and stuff. Mm-hmm. They are wildly effective palate cleansers, mm. and I think they perfect they pick the perfect places for these Ant Man movies to come out. Where it's like, oh man, you know that uh, that Avengers movie was pretty dark, wasn't it? Well, here's Ant Man, you know, having a fun chase in San Francisco, yeah. and here's crazy Walton Goggins. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're great palate cleansers. I'd like to, like the third one to be a palate cleanser, but then also be like like introducing like something like new to the universe yeah. and something big. Like, like I think like the ant-man films would be like the perfect place to introduce like the richards family like reed richards yeah. and stuff like that or like get like set them up in there right like uh hank pym has to go to a big science conference he's basically got to go to mensa to accept an award for all of his science work and then boom there is uh what is it there's reed richards yeah yeah or they're stuck in the quantum realm or something uh they find a signal in the quantum realm and the, the the fantastic four have been in there for years or something yeah there'd be a lot of fun places you could go that also ant-man has a lot of interesting villains you could pull mm. upon to i've been saying forever if you really wanted to up the ante in these films reintroduce ultron mm-hmm. into the ant-man movie just to really throw some shit like really throw a spanner in there to be like okay you know tony stark in this universe built ultron but like maybe pym is tricked into rebuilding him or something or, or pym thinks he can do it better or something exactly there's a lot of places you could go with that you could you could even steal like a lex luther brainiac thing where it's like oh i had this chip on my neck oh no the chip had ultron in it <laughs> that, that'd be pretty cool i think they they still got to sort of finish up the whole ghost story because like that was kind of like the mm. little thing that led him into Endgame, where he went into the quantum realm to get those cell thingies to like heal ghosts so they still kind of yeah, got to yeah. do that it's true and, you know, maybe whoever sent Ghost, whoever the dark part of S.H.I.E.L.D., her master is, there's a lot of places they yeah. could go with that. Yeah. Also, the the Ant-Man cast is huge now because you got two different Ant-Mans in both mm-hmm. Hank Pym and Scott Lang. You got two different Wasps who all have their own set of power. You got, uh, what is it, Bill Foster, Giant Man, who mm-hmm. maybe he gets powers, maybe he does something. You got Ghost, who wasn't really a bad guy. Yeah, you got Stature now as well. You got stature, so you can make it a father-daughter piece. As the chat mentions, too, don't forget Eric O'Grady. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eric O'Grady as Black Ant would be a great villain to introduce here. <laughs> yeah, no one gives a shit about Eric O'Grady. <laughs> they don't, but you could make that part of the joke yeah, that yeah. no one gives a shit about him. Yeah, he's just some maybe shitty like, you know, criminal. <laughs> maybe he's like the most shitty criminal. Maybe he steals the Ant-Man suit from Scott, and Scott I, has to get it back. I, I was going to say, I'd like if he was like, oh, he's like one of like Scott's old like crewmates like from like a heist Mm. long gone and he's come back because he's figured out that like he's ant-man and he wants the suit for like for like a heist or something for like the perfect heist or something really good 
And he's like the darkest mirror to Scott yeah. because he's like a criminal with no empathy and like, oh yeah, you know, uh, our, our our heist went bad when Eric killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's Scott without the morals. Without the morals, without the family, he's like the most evilest one. And yeah, I know the whole dark mirror thing is overplayed in the superhero genre, but Ant-Man though. Yeah, and Ant-Man would probably make fun of it as well. Exactly, where it's like, oh, come on, you're a dark mirror to me, fuck off. <laughs> Cut, Get they, out of here with uh, Lute Skeletor says, cast Dennis from Always Sunny as Erica Grady. That is perfect oh. casting. And he just plays Dennis as well. Just like a psychopath. <laughs> I have seen enough Always Sunny in Philadelphia now to agree that that is an excellent idea. Or no, you have the thing where it's like, he thinks he's a dark mirror to Scott, but Scott, like, be self-aware. And it's like, I'm really not even that good to be a dark mirror of... <laughs> Like, just make it totally self-aware. It's like, can't you see? We're cut from the same cloth, you and me. No, we're not. You're just a fucking crazy person. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. You know that guy, Dennis, uh, Glenn Howerton? You know he was actually going to be cast as Star-Lord? Really? Yeah, he did, like, screen tests and everything. Huh. That's a weird alternate universe, yeah. but I could kind of see it. <laughs> a psychopath Star-Lord. <laughs> yeah, really. I know James Gunn said he liked, uh, what is it, the guy they got so much there. There, It's like, because uh, he was the big fat guy yeah, for years Chris and Pratt, ever on yeah. Parks and Rec. Chris Pratt. He's like, you know, we like you so much. I will cast you in this even if you are still fat. We'll superimpose your head. We'll do something. <laughs> Which, man, thank God that didn't happen. Thank God he got swole. I, I'd like Chubby Stalo. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> It would be kind of interesting. He's still doing all the dancing and everything, but now he's got a couple extra pounds. Uh, now, what else did we have uh, after that one here? Ooh, another thing I'm sure Matt will be super stoked to talk about, but we got, uh, I guess, the final trailer for Netflix's The Witcher. Final trailer and release date. Comes out in December 20th. Fairly soon, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew. I kind of knew it was coming soon because I think they did say when it was announced it would be coming at in 2019 at some point but yeah right. yeah this trailer and pretty cool re- really cool i think like i was kind of on the fence about because i'm like i don't know a new dark fantasy show <laughs> in the era of game of thrones granted this was before game of thrones fucked everything up <laughs> and that's like i don't know henry cavill i got a bad superman taste in my mouth but then literally after he opens his mouth and you hear him doing the Geralt voice, it's like, okay, you yeah. clearly did your fucking homework. All it, right. It, it looks cool. Uh, the, the the dialogue is is total, like, Witcher dialogue. Like, Geralt. He sounds like, yeah. he sounds like Geralt as well. Like, the guy who does the voice in the games. He sounds shockingly like Geralt from the games. Like, it's kind of amazing. And he embodies that same sort of, like, I'm dead to human emotion. But that doesn't mean I don't have a sense of humor. I'm still dry and wry and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got like all of that, and yeah, it, it like the, it looks cool. Like we didn't get to see many monsters. We saw some. I think we saw like I think it might have been a Necker or something. Um, right. We brief. saw mostly humans. Yeah, yeah. We saw mostly humans, and yeah, look, looks cool. The only thing I don't like about it is the um, mm. the Nilfgaardian armor, like. I, oh, I don't know, yeah. like what they were thinking when designing that armor because it looks it looks nothing like the games and nothing like how it's described in the books. It's just look, it looks like a ball sack. <laughs> no, yeah, it kind of does, and yeah, in the, in the games and everything, the Nilf Guardian armor, it's all like uh, what is it all over the top and over designed? Yeah, and like regal looking and everything. Whereas here, it just mm. looks like like a wrinkly ball sack. <laughs> 
the the chat is saying that Cavill is apparently a real life fan of both the books and the games, mm-hmm. which is pretty freaking dope. Yeah, yeah. He apparently he's like a really big gamer. Really? Yeah. You would not like, think like of he, that by looking he, at he, it. Uh, he's like big into like World of Warcraft and stuff. Interesting. Well, good for him. You know what? I really, I really want the comeback story for Henry Cavill. You know, I don't want him to be another victim of the Superman curse. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like this, well, he's not playing Superman anymore. Um, but like, no, I know he is. But isn't. I, I really hope that like maybe this is like the thing like he can do now. Like he'll, he'll like do this for like a couple mm. of seasons, and this will get him like, like up there a little bit. Like they're like, hey, look at that Witcher show. That's pretty awesome. This looks like it has all the makings to be a big hit, and you know I think it's going to be able to sidestep the problem with video game adaptations. To be like, nah, uh, uh, it was a series of books first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nah, uh, uh, but then it still might end up being the greatest video game adaptation ever because that ceiling is super low. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like, what? What's the best one so far? What do you What do you think? Like the best video game adaptation is so far. <laughs> prince of persia maybe because it's like a third rate uh pirates of the caribbean sequel or like the doom movie but like only in the but, last 15 minutes yeah. when it goes first person I, I, I i'm glad you brought that the first doom movie people not that shitty second one that recently came out i watched that recently holy crap is it oh, bad i bet uh the original mortal Kombat movie yeah that's pretty yeah. good uh, detective pikachu is really good but also pokemon it was a manga first yeah I'm just trying to think. Or no, I, I guess it was a game first. I kind of like that Need for Speed film. I thought that was pretty good. I never saw it. Also had Aaron Paul in yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty... It was basically like a Fast and Furious film. Yeah. Uh, this really is turning into the Aaron Paul appreciation cast. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, would like to give thanks to Aaron Paul for everything he does for us <laughs> and for being in our lives. Yeah, so this show wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been possible without Aaron Paul. No, it never would be. B- b- big ups, AP, wherever you are. <laughs> Selling his vodka with Brian Cranston or something. Is is that really? Is that a thing he's Yeah, doing? yeah, they did like a bunch of like photos like before El Camino came out and everyone thought, oh, this is like, this is for that Breaking Bad film. It's like, oh no, it's like for our like vodka or whiskey or whatever the fuck they were selling. <laughs> Well, that's cool. But yeah, more more power to the Witcher show. I hope it has a long, fruitful run. I really do. Yeah. I, I'm excited for it, and I didn't think I would be excited. So, you know, it's made a fan of me already. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have here? Ooh, here's an interesting one for you. Jeffrey Wright officially confirmed as Jim Gordon for the Batman. His name had been floated around for a little bit, and we were all pretty sure he was going to be cast, but now it's 100% confirmed that, yes, he is going to be our Jim Gordon. Yeah, and cool. I, I like him. I, I like him a lot. He's, he's great in, like, Westworld. He's great in those James Bond films oh, yeah. that he's in. And yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He'd be make great Jim Gordon. Yeah. Excellent actor. I'm sure he'll bring something different that we haven't seen to the part before, and you know, something that is already ticking off internet racists because they did <laughs> colorblind casting with Gordon. Which again, is there anything inherently white about Jim Gordon? No. No, he's he's a cop. That that's it. <laughs> he's a grizzled cop, he's got yeah. a mustache, Batman's always sneaking up on him and leaving him. Yep, yep. Yeah, and as well as like people are like, oh, if he's black, that means they're going to be a black Batgirl. So she was black in that Lego Batman film. So indeed she was, she was played well, by Rosario I mean, she was Dawson. Biracial in that 
Yeah, and everyone loves that version, so, you know, yeah. what's wrong with that? That's fine. Yeah. Again, too, I, I actually appreciate this movie for going kind of colorblind on its casting there, because, again, it's going to do a good job differentiating it from, like, the several other Batman movies we've seen. Yeah, and, and as well, this all but confirms this has nothing to do with the Snyder Batman films at all. Yep. Yep, which I am totally fine with. And also, mm-hmm. too, just a fucking killer cast from top to oh, bottom, really. Everything about this cast has been absolutely perfect. Like, everything. Even, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff with, like, like the, the composers and the cinematographers they're getting mm-hmm. and everything. It's just perfect. Yeah, so, uh, so far, so sure they've really been nailing it on everything and you know what i thought it was going to be hard to get me excited for another batman movie after so much bat fatigue but honestly they're kind of doing it yeah they're kind of doing it they're kind of doing it i'm kind of on board for this and you know obviously with every batman thing you got to think about series building and being like okay where are we going to go from here because they don't just want one batman movie they no doubt want many batman movies Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah totally and and with someone like robin pattinson you can get like easily you know three or four out of him Oh, yeah. I I guess the next big milestone for a new Batman film is we have our cast, we have our director, we have our villain. I guess we got to start seeing costumes soon. Yeah, I imagine it starts shooting very soon. So we'll either get like set photos or they'll release like a Mm. photo of the costume or something. But yeah, I'd I'd love if this was like the start of like the DC Universe proper. Like you start off with the Batman Mm. films and you branch out a little bit to like you get the new superman you get the new wonder woman although i don't think they'll do a new wonder woman they'll somehow try and cram uh, gal gadot into it because she was successful same with aquaman i mean that's fine i mean you know you you take what you can get when you can get it and i mean superman is going to be an interesting time too because we're going to have a tv superman soon on the cw with like an official show now an official adventure i'm glad you said that because I, I i like forgot about it for a moment there and quickly had to like do up a picture for it for the for the chat which i just put up now so <laughs> thank you I, I i thought we talked about it last yeah week, yeah i couldn't remember <laughs> but yeah taylor uh or t- tyler hochlin mm-hmm. or hochlin how do you pronounce his last name i don't know i always get told different things i know that generation west is pulling his hair out right now because <laughs> he's a big stickler for pronunciation <laughs> so we, we hear you west and we see you wherever you are but uh yeah, I mean, I, I think we all kind of felt like this is a road they would go down eventually yeah. where that is like, okay, so all these CW shows are all wildly popular and shatter their own expectations, and everyone loves this Superman, and they really don't love the movie Superman, <laughs> so, like, why not? Yeah, I, I, I'm... i The one thing when I said this show, I was like, oh, finally. Because <laughs> yeah. it had been talked about for a long time, like, back when, like, he was first cast in that second season of Supergirl, like, that he, he said, he'd mentioned that, like, they talked about, like, a possible show. So to see it, like, mm. come out and, prob- and probably be, like, a spin-out of Crisis of Infinite Earths. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it, it's great. That's so cool. It, it really is. And, you know, it's funny. I know you and I were always theorizing where it's like, okay, so this crisis that they're doing for the CW, this, this seems like a big point, right? This seems like a major turning point mm-hmm. for all of these shows. And it's like, well, what are they going to do after that? Tevi is happy, of course, because Superboy, naturally. Uh, you know, what are they going to do after this? You know, that's like a huge height doing a crisis. What what do you got next in the arsenal? And they literally walked out on stage, <laughs> dropped a mic, Superman show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, as well, it's like, what like what do you do? Because, like, Arrow's finishing. Arrow's like their flagship show. That's finishing mm-hmm. up. What do you do to replace that? I think we even talked about, like, what do we do to replace 
arrow and it's like then they gave us the answers like fucking superman yeah where it's like look you want a dark and gritty crime show go watch batwoman it's got nine more episodes you want a big major gun to hold down the whole universe boom here's a superman show and it's not just a superman show it's a lois and superman show together yeah i think that the show is going to be called superman and lois or yeah lois and superman or something which is cool that she gets in the title yeah. too, where it's like, look, this isn't just a Superman thing. This is a Superman family. And thing. again, as so she should. She's a great character, and uh, the the woman that plays her in in the show, Elizabeth Tolo uh, Toluk or something, uh, she's she's great as as Lois in what we've seen of her. And we and we have a Luther in the show yeah. now, and like a bunch of the other villains already basically set up because of Supergirl. Yeah, th- that's the thing. Like, what what do you do for like? like like the villains and stuff obviously you got lex luther so you can have john cryer be there and hamming it up as lex luther uh which is great which is fantastic but yeah like we we've we can we can do stuff like parasite again we can do metallo mm. we can do even like the the ones that like we haven't seen like like bring intergang back in there and and i'd like like that. bruno Mannheim stuff like that kryptonite oh, man stuff that. like that what what villains haven't they done yet? Because obviously you're more familiar with um, this than me. Of all the big names people know, who haven't they done yet in the CW-verse? I mean, they, they've done quite a few. <laughs> they've done quite a few. I, I mean, you could, you could like say it's like, even you think. could like redo them as like a proper Superman villain um, for the show. But yeah, uh, as someone said, Manchester back, they've already kind of done him already in, in Supergirl. He was like a big long arc in Supergirl, which they kind of ruined that whole what's the difference between truth and justice story. Um that's a shame. Yeah, Brainiac, we could have Brainiac though, insane Brainiac. I'm, I'm kinda like like sullied because of the the Krypton one was so fucking good. Yeah. And so perfect. Same with Same with Doomsday and Lobo yeah, where yeah. it's like, is it too close to them? Yeah, well like, maybe maybe like try and work it where it's like, oh that was technically this universe's past question mark <laughs> yeah fair enough uh have they done mongol yet there's a place um, they could go mongol in war world i think he got mentioned but they haven't done him they had general zod for like a second uh which would be really interesting because apparently the general zod on this world is dead hmm maybe you do the russian general zod yeah yeah general yeah. zods yeah oh that'd be really there's- cool I, I know, like, Schmidt is, like, a good guy here, so they can maybe do, like, another version of the Toy Man. Maybe they could do, like, the Japanese hero Toy Man, mm-hmm. but he's a bad guy first, then he becomes a good guy. That'd be pretty cool. They did do the villain Toy Man because it was his father. Um, right. But I think... A he, schlot, yeah. Yeah, I think he died, or... I, I honestly can't remember. It was a while ago, because he hasn't been in the show for a while. Uh, right it would be interesting to see him yes yeah, so let's, I know they let's did do the best of... villain ever rogel's are <laughs> oh fuck right off with <laughs> the, that. the most complex villain who, who, who shaped superman to who he is <laughs> you know i'd like to say that's impossible but then i'm reminded that arrow actually did komodo only like a couple years after he was invented hey, if, for the if new if anything run. They, they'd make rogel's are probably better like give him better like uh uh motivation motivation and stuff like that I mean, you couldn't make them worse. They did Mr. Mixelplick too, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, really, really well as well. Man, imagine that Mr. Mixelplick versus this Superman. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be pretty cool. I mean, that's like a whole episode right there where it's like, look, he comes and he messes up uh, Superman's life and they just do like straight up golden age wackiness. That'd be, that, I'd be happy with that. 
I'd be completely happy with that. I would be. So there's places they can go with this Superman show for sure. So, you know, the future the future is pretty bright for, uh, what is it, for the CW superhero universe right yeah, now. Yeah, and it would be interesting to see, like, because I have to imagine, like, Flash might be coming to an end very soon, like, next season or so. It'd be cool to see him, to like, meet with Superman and have an episode where they have cross an over and stuff like that. But, yeah. I, they got to have a race is what they got to have. Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, well, yeah, Supergirl and him had a race, and now he's got to race Superman exactly to prove who the fastest um, is but yeah i'd be interested to see like what other shows they'll do now that like when flash ends like what would that what would replace that yeah true well again flash is in such a weird place because we know so many of those actors aren't coming back next season yeah that's true so like do they get a new cast does he get like put into another show or yeah or something i don't know like i keep watching this season and admittedly i've only watched like the first two episodes again i'm so behind i'm so tired everyone (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but i kept watching and looking and i'm like okay are they going to replace uh cisco and caitlin and who are the characters are they going to set up this season to replace them or what are we going to do well we're getting like like uh ralph and sue dibney very soon um so that's right they they could replace them i'd be happy with that they could and Make it more of a crime procedural. Again, I know I'm way behind, but I watched that uh, episode two with the uh, ultraviolet girl and the microwave murder mystery. I'm like, this is a really good superhero police procedural. This feels like a Daredevil episode minus Daredevil. (laughs) It really fucking did with like, uh, what is it? Joe's wife literally pulling a Daredevil like, oh, I believe you because of my superpowers that you've been framed. But I can't tell anyone (laughs) about my superpowers. (laughs) And I'm like, this is totally a Daredevil episode, is what this is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's your uh, Taste of Superman news, everyone. And, uh, yeah, very excited to see what's going to happen there. Yeah. Uh, and I guess with that out of the way, we can actually talk about what we read this week. It was a light week, thank God, for once. Yeah, thank God, although it didn't really help. No, no, it didn't. Again, look, look, let's say, let's try and stick to the new stuff we read, because <laughs> I also picked up a bunch of old stuff, too. Alrighty. <laughs> All right, where where would you like to begin, Matt, um, my, my faithful co-host? Well, let, let's let's begin with Batman Annual Issue 4, 3, 4. It was 4, and I actually didn't read this one. I <laughs> skimmed through it. I'm like, does this have anything to do with City of Bane? Nope, fuck it, It man. didn't, and that's what made it great. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It, it was actually really great. It, it contradicts everything King has written about Batman before, because this Batman's like a happy guy who fights dragons and races people in sports cars and you know does in the mma it's like wacky shit you know and that's that's about it but king wrote this yeah 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 he wrote this whole that's weird and it yeah again it feels like his his uh walmart superman book this because this whole the whole deal with this book is it's pages from the journal of alfred uh, over like yes, over like a, a month, Alfred two, eulogy, two months of like days in the life of Batman and what he does, and that's that's as thin a plot as like you could see through the plot if you held it up to light, um, because yeah, it's sure. just like a bunch of panels that King, or it's uh, it's mainly the artist because there's barely any fucking dialogue in this book, uh, which is probably why it was which good. King does a lot, <laughs> which is probably yeah, why it was good. Just like- <laughs> 
Yeah, hey, artist, you, you yeah. run with this. Here's a bunch so, of my half ideas. So it was like his artists were just allowed to go ham in like what they wanted in a Batman book. So we got Batman fighting in a charity UFC match and uh, Zebra Batman and I saw Batman that. fighting mummies and vampires and just mm-hmm. like like wacky golden age shit. And that that's the book. And again, it feels like his, his uh, Walmart Superman book where... He kind of had a plot, but just wanted to like tell all these little short stories, stories. and and just use Which he's better use at. the thin plot to like barely tape it together. That's crazy. But, it's crazy to think that that man as a creator has both those sides. I know, him. yeah, it, it, but there's no in between. There's no, there's either no. all that pretentious shit we see in his Batman ongoing, or this, <laughs> or Batman fighting dragons and charity UFC matches. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Well, it's nice to know you enjoyed it. And, you know, for people who say, oh, they just hate everything Tom King does. No, we just don't like his Batman. <laughs> we'll admit when he does other stuff we do enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fun. I'm glad you enjoy the one. I, d- I did pick it up because I thought I was going to review it. And then I, like, breezed through it. And I'm like, oh, this has nothing to do with City of Bane. So I guess I don't need to cover <laughs> yeah, it. Well, that, yeah, again, that's what made it good. Nothing to do with City of Bane, which is weird. Although, it, although... It, it really isn't because like an annual would be something like he could use to explain things. And it's like, Tom King ain't going to explain shit. Not now, not this late in the game. <laughs> he ain't. <laughs> uh, righty then. So I guess the other big book we had this week was of course the new X-Men book. Cause we're getting a new X-Men book for a while now. Yeah. And uh, that was Excalibur issue number one. Yeah. This was a really cool book blending the sword and sorcery with, with X-Men hijinks. Absolutely. I love that all of these X-Men books are so thematic now, where Marauders is a high-sea pirate mm-hmm. comedy, and this is a sword and sorcery Arthurian legend-type story, dealing with the mutants' relation to magic. And I didn't really think about it until they brought it up, and it's like, yeah, a lot of mutants are also magic users. Yeah, yeah, lots of them are. And because of that, obviously, uh, a and Gate has opened in Camelot, and Morgan Le mm-hmm. is like, what the fuck's this shit? There's fucking weeds, man, out. in my pool. I need pool man fucking Captain Britain to come and fucking <laughs> deal with it. That's literally what it is. <laughs> Captain Britain. But, but but by the order of the queen, come and fix my shit. <laughs> come and clean the pool. <laughs> literally, literally, that's the mission. And Brian Braggs like, oh, I don't know. For queen and country, I guess I should. This seems like a trap, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Uh, we hang out with his sister there, Betsy Braddock, the former Psylocke. Mm-hmm. Not anymore because we've split those two characters off now and no writer really wanted to talk about it until right now. Yeah, yeah. So she's trying to like figure out her life now that she's back to her old life as well as like trying to figure out like what is her life because she didn't have one before. Who am I? She stole it from someone else basically. So yeah, it's like Li- trying to find literally her identity. who am I? And I like, too, at first, she's like, I don't want to go to Krakoa because I have a bad history of stealing people's bodies and their lives, and a lot of people really, really hate me. <laughs> and so and Psylocke is there, and I'll be, like, getting, like, the fuck you stares. <laughs> yeah, really. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. No one ever talked about this. But, yeah, Betsy, Betsy was kind of a bitch for a long time. <laughs> 
I'm glad they're finally bringing that up, and it's you know, uh, it's that complicated stuff that makes it interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, then you get in the whole Captain Britain mythos, where it's like you know, uh, she was actually Captain Britain once before. Mm-hmm. Her brother Brian is Captain Britain now. They have a third brother, Jamie, who is the real black sheep of the family. <laughs> yeah, who was dead, but now isn't thanks to the Krakoan tech. So he's back and. Uh, taking full advantage of his life and partying and whatnot, oh, you know, yeah. being a dick. What's really interesting about that, too, is I'm like, oh, so they brought him back exactly like he was. That's interesting because they had the opportunity to tinker with his mind and tinker with whatever they want. Did they choose not to do it because it was the wrong thing to do? Or is because, uh, what is it, uh, he's he's magic himself on top of being mm-hmm. a mutant? Was he actually able to stave off the tinkering? Yeah, like that. There was a block or something. Yeah, mm, I, I, I truly wonder. Is does magic throw a wrench into the whole resurrection thing? And is that why Jamie or Monarch, as he's also known, was able to kind of, uh, kind of get around it? Because uh, Egg, the former Gold Ball, even admits like he's not listening to us. That's not normal. Yeah, yeah he's kind of worried that oh no, the mutant's loose and he can think for himself. <laughs> Yeah, and is, like, really too powerful to think for himself, too. (laughs) Can you please deal with this bullshit? (laughs) And uh, indeed she does, and eventually she goes with her brother to to Avalon, to the other world. It has a lot of fucking names. Oh, yeah, Avalon, Camelot, the overworld, the other world. Yeah, to go deal with the problem, and that obviously ends up going really bad because Morgan Le Fay, on top of being one of the oldest villains in fiction, is also super racist against <laughs> mutants, or the or the witch bread, as she calls them. Yeah, the them. witch breed. <laughs> yeah, oh, get these damn witch breeds out of my fucking castle. Yeah, she, yeah it's like, and she, because they, they're there, and because that weed is in her pond and everything, she, like, takes magic from, uh, I guess, the people of Earth? Or like that coven or something? Literal hipster magic nerds, like neo-druids. Yeah, takes their magic because they they pull the magic from Avalon. And it's like, you know, you're not getting it until you, you know, fuck off these mutants. And then they become... Kill my enemies. And then, yeah, they end up falling... uh, Betsy and Brian end up falling into a trap. And uh, Brian becomes like a black-suited Captain Britain. He becomes Morgan Le Fay's Black Knight. Yeah. yeah, he literally gets turned in. I'm like, oh, this is actually a pretty good reason as to explain why uh, Betsy becomes uh, Captain Britain again. And that is like, oh, because he was honor and magic bound to serve the House of Pendragon, mm-hmm. to serve Otherworld, and now he's been controlled. And literally, this was the only way to make sure Morgan Le Fay didn't get the Captain Britain amulet to give it to a new yeah, owner. Yeah, give it to her, get her to, like, leave and um yeah it was a pretty cool issue and also like we get some like some shit with like rogue and gambit where they allude to like wanting mm-hmm. to start a family uh but then yeah. but, but then rogue gets like turned into like a plant <laughs> or something yeah she gets she gets turned into like a weird sleeping beauty princess yeah. oh and thank you uh i am truly for following uh, yeah thanks yeah hey thanks for filling the cup yeah she um she turns into like yeah sleeping beauty again with like the whole fantasy thing is this going to be like something like the quest that the excalibur mutants have to go on to like like free the sleeping rogue (laughs) i mean i think that's literally what their first mission is and i think that's kind of cool uh we glossed over it too but apocalypse plays a huge 
part in this story because he's essentially the guy in charge with managing mm -hmm. all of the magic mutants and trying to further Krakoa's efforts into the world of magic, mm -hmm. which I like. Yeah, and I like the running gag as well where he's like, no one calls me Apocalypse here, call me random Krakoan letter name. Symbol. <laughs> and it's like, no one can he's, pronounce he's... that. <laughs> He's literally the artist formerly known as Apocalypse, and it makes sense where he's like, no, that was my name in war times. This is peaceful times now. Call me da 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 And I'm like, dude, you know you have another name. Why don't they just call you in Sabanur? Yeah, maybe that's what it means in that Krakoan language, but because he's on Krakoa, he's got to use that language. He's got to be all fancy with it and everything. It, it's kind of fun to see uh, Apocalypse as a kind of not-villain. It is, yeah, but like obviously people don't think he's... He's, he's being playing the hero like like gambit is like i know i know your tricks I, i've seen them firsthand uh, you're up to something but, like literally gambit was a horseman so it <laughs> makes sense where he's like no i'm not gonna give you a second chance <laughs> you're a dick <laughs> but yeah it's good stuff yeah uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was Excalibur, and Excalibur was uh, yet another solid book here in this new Dawn of X Men X Men title. So far, they've all been hitting it out of the park. Yeah, it's it's gonna get even busier because like from now on, there's two X Men books a week. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, is there another one this week, or do we actually we, take an X Men? No, break we get this week? two this week. Oh really? Yeah. What are the two this week? Uh, I. What were they? They were X Force hasn't come out yet. They were fallen angels and right what was the other one it was for for new mutants oh, oh new, new mutants, new mutants oh, and x-force this week oh that's really interesting okay i mean new mutants you gotta pick up because it's hickman even though i usually stay away from new <laughs> mutants because i've never been a fan of those particular characters yeah. x-force i'm super stoked for because that's benjamin percy yeah. uh writer who you and i both love who we felt never uh, got what he deserved over at DC, mm -hmm. so it's cool to see him writing this yeah. book. And also, if you're going to be reading the Wolverine book, you probably should also be reading the X-Force book, mm -hmm. because Percy's going to be writing both. Yep. They'll definitely tie in together. Fallen Angels, as the chat is saying, that's the one with the other Psylocke. Yeah, that will be interesting. And also, apparently, Mr. Sinister's in that book, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which again, that was the one I was kind of iffy about because it's uh, Brian Edward Hill, who his mm. work in general for me, either I really like it or really don't like it. There's really no in-between for me. Yeah, I dropped that Batman in the Outsiders book because that wasn't fucking going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, because it's the Outsiders, because the Outsiders never goes anywhere. DC has literally trained us to never get <laughs> invested in the Outsiders because their legacy is getting canceled. <laughs> They are maybe one of the most popular cult teams, but they're cult for a reason because they never stick around. <laughs> uh, I wonder, too, uh, will Percy talk about the whole Wolverine hot claws thing, or have we already completely abandoned that? I, I do remember the artist, like, like briefly mentioned it. The artist, Victor, Victor Bon... bon oh, Bogdanovic. Bogdanovic, yeah, the guy uh, drawing it. Uh, I, I know he briefly mentioned it in a joking way, but, like, he mentioned it. Right. So maybe he's... We, uh, he's gonna draw it we, we at the comic multiverse actually have like a few degrees of kevin bacon with victor bogdanovich if you <laughs> can believe we it do. yeah i know sal from comic pop we do elseworlds exchange together and when sal did indie comics victor bogdanovich actually drew his indie comic <laughs> So, yeah, so we actually kind of know him, which I think is pretty cool. I'm not super familiar with his work. I know he did a fill-in 
for uh, I think it was either Jurgen Superman or Tomasi mm-hmm. Superman. And I thought it was weird because his facial hair on General Zod was like super over-designed. It's like a big Z. Yeah, he, he did that book. He did uh, New Superman. He did all of New Superman, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I, I've seen his Wolverine work and it looks interesting. It especially looks really Wolverine cool. is known to... Yeah, he's a guy known for cool facial hair and Bogdanovic has a cool facial hair theory. Yeah. To his art. But uh, yeah, that was your X-Men, everyone. It conti- it continues it continues to be good. There hasn't been a bad one yet, yeah. and I have to think that there there might not be a bad one. There might yeah. be ones you like more. Yeah, we're about halfway through the 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 actual list of the the first issues and yeah, no bad issue yet. No, they've all been really solid. I know one person complained where it's like, "Oh, there's too much X-Men now. I can't follow it all." And I'm like, "Well, really, you don't have to follow it all." No. Because they're all telling one story about the rise of Krakoa as a nation, so just pick the angle you're most interested in and stick with that. Yeah, just read the normal X-Men book. Like, you don't need to read, like, Marauders to understand what's happening in X-Men 2 or something. I mean, it might be helpful down the line, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What else did you want to talk about? Should we talk about uh, Tales from the Dark Multiverse? I was to say that, yes. My, yeah, let's. my my favorite issue this week yeah I, it was I really it was it. really solid i loved it i was not ex- i was not expecting this one to knock my socks off like it did and it really did i especially like it because this is a dark multiverse story that is not predicated on batman yes, for once. yes it's uh, and I, I, that's what most of them these tales will be we've had the batman one and we're doing superman mm-hmm. then we've got black blackest night and infinite crisis you know stuff that's not based around super, uh, batman or any hero really mm-hmm. individually um yeah, yeah yeah this issue was was really fantastic and one of the best comics i've read um i i like that jeff uh loveness did didn't just go the you the the really easy route of lois goes insane and just like kills a bunch of people Thank you. I appreciate that, too. I was worried going into this when I'm like, oh, Lois gets godlike powers. And because women can't handle power and authority, (laughs) she goes nuts and kills everybody. No, they don't do that. This is literally one of my favorite types of stories where it's the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, yeah. She she so so the story is is set on the dark multiverse so we get the death of superman superman dies mm-hmm. uh the funeral. exactly how you remember uh, but, it. but what's really cool is we get to see all of that from like lois's point of view and like almost immediately yeah. she's like she's like blaming the other heroes because they weren't there you know the J- the mm. jla and all that because they they weren't fucking gonna do anything against doomsday anyway no, they, they got their asses handed to them before the fight um <laughs> This this is also one of the worst eras for the Justice League with some of the weakest, <laughs> most underpowered members. <laughs> yeah, Bloodwind wasn't making the difference. Booster Gold wasn't making oh, Booster, the difference. Booster Gold got his shit pushed in by Doomsday. <laughs> Almost instantly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh yeah, so they do that and there's a really cool part as well in in the funeral part. Uh, where they have the procession with the heroes like carrying the coffin down the rainy street and and lois goes like mm. of course they're there they, they want the spotlight they want the attention while people who actually yeah. loved clark kent are like relegated to like the back row of the crowd and it's talking about her how she's like way in the back and everything and she can't obviously come forward or anything but yeah i thought that was Everyone that was a nice little part and in a way it's kind of true as well 
it, it is. They do a really good job building sympathy for <laughs> uh, Lois's turn to the dark side in this, where you're like, yeah, yeah, I'd be feeling that too if I was her. And they, again, bring it back to his parents, who, you know, the, the only reason Superman was good is because, you know, they took a chance on an alien that crashed down, and, you know, Superman was too good for this world, and his parents weren't even allowed to go to his funeral. Yeah, not, not even that, like, Jonathan, because of that, ends up being put into a coma, thanks to his heart. Mm. Uh, so, like... Martha Kent not just lost her son, but pro- probably lost her her husband as well to this. Yeah. Um. So it's all ruined, and we get to see like Lois like go to work, but nothing's the same anymore because like the world changed for a little bit, but then just went back to mm-hmm. the normal stuff with nuclear fallout and yeah. arms races, child and, soldiers, yeah, all all the terrible shit. Um. So yeah, she goes to the Fortress Solitude to give. Uh, the cape back to the fortress um mm. uh, telling them that they wasted their their last opportunity and everything yeah I, I love that and um that's when the eradicator arrives and he says he he was late uh to get <laughs> I, I i love that so much the eradicator being late is what fucked this yeah. up for everything <laughs> oh i shouldn't have stopped at that space in and out <laughs> yes oh i shouldn't have stopped at that rest and stop <laughs> why did i get a haircut i don't even have hair <laughs> yeah so he he didn't get superman into the matrix in time so his cells couldn't regenerate so he's he's fully dead um so he sh- and the eradicator can't hold the power of the matrix in so they need like a kryptonian body um to mm. to find to give the power to so lois suggests herself even though she's human and just by like sheer will basically she she's able to to harness the power and become the eradicator i i do love they leave it open-ended too where it's like you know hey you know taking up this much power it could kill you or it could drive you crazy and she's like yeah i'm so past caring right now hit me with it (laughs) it's like and it did drive her crazy because like almost immediately she's like well i'm gonna make this world like a world that superman like that deserved superman uh so she does that by by first like rounding up like bankers and like doing like kind of usual superman stuff like stopping wars and all that sort of feeding the hungry but then she's like what if i what if i just kill the razal ghouls or or the or the jokers what if what if i took it the next step it's great too the nature of corrupting power she's like look i can hear all these screams which means he heard all the screams and all the troubles in the world and he didn't do anything about it maybe my husband wasn't as good as i thought he was (laughs) but maybe i can be better and also because i'm human and because i'm a journalist like i know who the bad people are i've always known it's the captains of industry it's the corrupt bankers and politicians and warlords and i could go and kill them right now and she does that she like like kills like all these people kills like intergang league of shadows kills fucking like joker just immediately and then batman's like no i have no purpose now <laughs> yeah basically and sh- she really eviscerates oh, Batman verbally when yeah. it, where she's like you know you know why he let you do it my husband superman it's because he felt bad he for pitied you. you he pitied you <laughs> He pitied you and he always handled you with kid gloves. And you know what? I'm not going to handle you with kid gloves. (laughs) Yeah. And just like ends up like killing Batman. Although Batman gets something, gets like a really good line in there where he's like, I'm where Lois is. I'm not going to let Clark die in vain. Batman's like, you already did. (laughs) 
Oh, I love that so much. And obviously she had to kill him at that point. I love, too, the implication where she's like, look, every fight you've ever had before where you won every, like, Dark Knight Returns, yeah, he was going soft yeah, on Yeah, he you. was pulling his punches. <laughs> yeah, because he felt bad for you. <laughs> And then naturally kills Luther, who we discover all this new bad stuff he was at the center of because he always is. And it's like long-haired clone Lex, too. Yeah, I, I, I love that scene, how he, he doesn't even, like, bother to, like, hide the fact that he, like, he's just like, oh, I poisoned the well and, and uh, you know, blew up the reservoir and ki- I killed my assistant just because I can because I knew Superman wasn't around wasn't around to stop me and the fact that he does this because he assumes like oh well you're the new superman lois you're gonna treat me like he did take me to jail and i'll get out and she's like no not this time (laughs) how how she kills him is so fucking awesome she like flies him into the stratosphere and he like just burns Mm. up because he's got no protection it's just so awesome His skin melts off into nothing. <laughs> Tevi in the chat saying, imagine Injustice Superman meeting this lowest lane. I think they get a <laughs> match long. made in heaven. <laughs> oh, geez, there's a crossover I want. <laughs> it's like Injustice Superman sees this lowest and then that Krista Bird song, Lady in Red, <laughs> starts playing. It's even funnier because she is in red. <laughs> Indeed. In fact, she's wearing the tattered cape, yeah. which is still tattered from the fight with Doomsday, so it's all covered in fringes. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then um, we get the usual, like, uh, uh, reign of the Superman, where instead of four Superman, there's no Eradicator this time, because she's Eradicator. We get the Superboy, Steel, and Cyborg Superman. (laughs) I I love the fact that, like, she confronts Cyborg Superman, who up until this point was pretending to be the real Superman, like he was in the original uh, reign of the Superman. And Lois was really dumb in that story, because she believed Cyborg Superman for way longer than she should Yeah, here she's like, I ain't believing that shit. You're not the real Superman. I saw him die and he's like well you're smart i'm not gonna like like beat around the bush yeah i'm not the real superman i'm gonna blow up the fucking earth <laughs> and, and her thing is like take that s off your chest you dishonor <laughs> it and she and he cyborg superman again being getting a good line in himself where it's like oh yeah i'm dishonoring it look i never pretended to do anything <laughs> but drag this through the mud you actually think you're honoring it and that's the problem yeah uh, that that was great that was great <laughs> It is really good because it's up until that point you're like, wow, this is a cool Injustice Lois story. Then you're like, oh yeah, we're still doing Reign of the Superman, so they actually tack that on too. Yeah, yeah, and then the the Superboy and Steel show up and get immediately killed. <laughs> like I immediately. love that she's just like get it, get out of here. No one liked you. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> they get immediately killed, and then uh, we learn that Superman is still alive in the black suit and everything. It just uh the the took regeneration longer. took a little bit longer than it than it should have yeah hey hey lois what did i miss oh it's cool you have powers now why is everyone terrified <laughs> yeah. of you lois what did what did i <laughs> what miss? did you do lois <laughs> ah, that's such a beautiful moment too because she's like no no i was fine you know selling my soul and going down this dark path because i knew i would never have to justify myself to superman now he's here and i have no way of defending myself yeah and then yeah the cyborg superman unleashes like like a cannon which lois uh arrogantly goes to stop and in doing so it dumps all its kryptonite over the weakened superman and like kills him instantly Again, meaning that his last thoughts before dying again was how Lois became this evil monster. Yeah, uh, I, I love that scene. Like, what, what was the dialogue? It's like the last thing he saw was like, like the last thing she saw of him was like the terror in his eyes or something. It's beautiful, yeah, as amazing. Cool. As 
as hope dies, and I'm just like, yeah, that's that's the good shit right here. That's yeah. the primo shit. Yeah. Oh, th- this is so cool. So cool. And it, again, it again, it could have just been a simple Lois goes crazy and the, the mm. Superboy and the Super Steel and all that have to stop her. But yeah, they Jeff Loveness did something a little bit extra. Indeed, he did. I like the idea, too, that, again, much like in the Injustice universe, it's not like, oh, and then she had to fight the Justice League. Yeah. No, because some of the heroes because some of the heroes at that point probably would have been like, no, let her go. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, Jordan would be like, hey, this she's not she's doing a good idea. I'm going to go become Parallax now. Yeah, right. Or maybe he wouldn't now because maybe if she killed all those people in that fight with Cyborg Superman, she probably killed Mongol, which means maybe uh, Coast City wouldn't have gotten destroyed, which means maybe he wouldn't have become Parallax. I'd like to think that, like, she did that, but then somehow, like, she would have destroyed Coast City inadvertently and it would have turned hell into Parallax. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm crazy again. Now I got to go kill the Green Lantern Corps. (laughs) Yeah, this is a fun universe. Well, it's not fun. It's very dark and dour and sad, but it's a very creative yes. universe. Yeah, it's allowing all these creators to be creative and not be restrained by like, oh, where's this in canon? Although DC at the moment doesn't give a fuck about canon. No, they really don't. <laughs> but yeah, this this was a good one. We can agree this was a high point of the week. It was. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what the uh, the Blackest Night one next will be like. Same, because again, I think it's it's got to focus on Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, Sinestro, who becomes like the good guy and like the one who can the like White Lantern who saves everyone. Because that's how that story works. Sinestro became the White Lantern first, then everyone became the White Lantern after. Mm-hmm. But clearly, in this universe, they fail. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, that will be interesting to see how that one goes, especially because Sinestro is one of those characters like Doctor Doom and everything where it's like, I have one foot in heroism all the time. But, uh, yeah, what else did we have going on here? Uh, Ooh, we had Joker Killer Smile. Yeah, the the only decent Joker book out. Well, the only one I wanted to read. I'll probably read Harleen and the other one later, but this is just like, look, it's three issues. It's short. It's Jeff Lemire and Sorrentino, a team you know and love. That's that's the reason I picked it up, those guys, because I knew they'd do something, again, a little extra. And they do. Indeed, they do. It's, it's kind of cool to see uh, Sorrentino's version of the Joker, because despite the fact that he's been drawing comics for so long, he's never gotten to draw the Joker until now. Yeah, and... I actually really like this version of the Joker where like he, he doesn't have like some like scarred face. Like he looks like paint on his face. He's got like the, the, um, the like bandages on and everything, but like for all, intens- all intensive purposes, he's just a normal dude. Yeah. With short hair. Yeah. I like that. He didn't give him like a crazy hairstyle. He's just got like short, normal guy. Yeah, hair. Again, again, that I, I feel like that's something to do with like him being in Arkham. Like they cut his hair and, and liced him mm. through powdered sugar at him and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> Took all his shit away. <laughs> and again, this story is so self-aware too. Cause you know, it's a psychiatrist asking Joker, you know, well, what are you? What's your origin? Are you, are you an artist? Are you a magician? Are you a performance criminal? Are you a comedian? And he's like, eh, you know, I'm all these things and none of these things i keep changing my mind and it's like you know it's a stupid idea to try and get to know me right lots of other people have tried to get inside my head and they've gone crazy and they're locked up in arkham now yeah and and not and not only that like the doctor like like posits the fact he wants he doesn't want to cure the joker he wants to like find out what he is so he can like put put that in with Allah other inmates and like try and like apply that to other inmates to see if he can cure them and it it becomes like an ego thing or maybe it isn't he's 
or maybe it, he's he's so far he seems to be doing it for totally mm-hmm. selfish reasons and we think like oh is he trying to make some money off mm-hmm. this and then we realize no he might also be crazy himself yeah. and maybe it's not about curing the joker it's about curing whatever he has yeah it's it's not the ego thing he's just doing it to find his own cure and to do that he needs to study the joker study i guess true insanity in a way yeah in its craziest form and you know it bleeds on over into his home life and it's it's a psychological horror it's yeah. shutter island with the joker it's you're questioning reality everything is really creepy and foreboding and you know he's losing time and everything which that has always scared the shit out of me the idea of people blacking yeah. out and losing time yeah yeah it's great and again like as i said in my review like the joker isn't even the main character he's like a force no. that moves through the characters and like like yep dictates what they do because like when they have an interaction with him they kind of they they feel weird after it and kind of go a little bit crazy like what this doctor is doing you know madness it's like gravity and the joker (laughs) has the biggest gravitational pull (laughs) which again they've kind of been exploring a lot recently in joker stories and i think that's the way you got to do it when you're talking about a character who the whole point to them is that they are vague and that, you know, they have no origin and they mm-hmm. can fit any slot you put them into. You don't write about them. You write about another character and how their interactions affect them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite thing about this Joker as well is that he 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 kind of appears just like completely sane. Like he's not like sitting yes. in the chair cackling and made, no. making jokes. He's just He's like talking in full sentences and talking quite like articulated eloquently. yeah eloquently to to this doctor and yeah he's he's for all intents and purposes entirely sane it's very hannibal lecter if not for the clown makeup you could easily mm-hmm. forget that this guy's crazy yeah or maybe he's not i don't know that's another thing people have been <laughs> toying with the idea that maybe the joker is totally sane and only pretends to be insane <laughs> But yeah, it's good, solid stuff, and it's nice and short, too, at only three issues, so you know this is going to be a story with a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Which is so rare now in comics to be like, that was good, I enjoyed that from the beginning to the end. Yeah, it is, it really is. Yeah, most deaf. What else was this week? Uh, Oh, we had the big finale for Deceased. We did, yeah, and this was a good finale. It was, you know, I bet a lot of people didn't think a book about zombies and murder and cannibalism and the end of the world would actually end up being so hopeful and kind of heartwarming at the end. Yeah, kind of heartwarming and kind of like finishes up the story, although he leaves it open for a sequel because there will no doubt be a sequel in like the next six months probably. Um, Oh God, no doubt about it. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, obviously Superman got turned into a zombie and is completely destroying the world. Uh, so Wonder Woman, a bunch of other heroes have to go and stop him. And to do that, she like takes, uh, Damien's kryptonite and then fuses it into her magic sword to give it, you know, the, Love the plus two, uh, on the attack. Yeah, the, Cause it's already a magic yeah, sword. You, you know, the, the, the loot table is good and the crafting <laughs> system in this universe is just next level. You know, Wonder Woman, she got that early on in the game, but was sure to hold on to it cause yeah. she knew it would be Kept important in the later it as she leveled up. Yeah absolutely so it's super strong it's great too because you know they're like well how are we going to deal with superman and damien's like well my father actually planned to kill all of you so i got a little kryptonite on it. and wonder woman's like no 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 i i got this your dad's not the only one who planned to kill everyone in case they went rogue well, i like the thing it's like like because damien's like oh he so he gave me this and i've got plans to turn it into a gas that could like stop superman and she's like and mm-hmm. uh 
uh, Diana's like Bruce was many things, but lethal wasn't one of them, and it was quite admirable. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Very much so. Yeah, I like that. Again, giving Wonder Woman stuff to do that she doesn't normally get to do, being like the last of the original Trinity. Yeah, yeah, I, giving her like the the killing blow basically to Superman, although she doesn't really kill him. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Much like Thor in the Avengers movie, why did they always forget to go for the head? <laughs> again, I again I have to feel that was like her thinking, or oh, maybe if I just disarm him, we can like talk him down or something yeah you know like she she'll tell everyone to like they have to kill him but she herself can't bring herself to do that again i've seen sean of the dead if i just (laughs) cut off his arms and legs we can keep him out in the shed and play video games with him (laughs) it'll be great it'll be great but it wasn't yeah (laughs) she got fucking disemboweled (laughs) yeah she got disemboweled and um yeah the 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 arcs leave uh harley and ivy stay on earth so i imagine that's going to be a book um oh yeah uh, the the arcs leave for space but because they never stop superman superman of course goes for the arcs so john steps out to stop him in a really cool dragon ball z sort of thing where they, oh, they yeah. clash and that that like seconds those seconds bought them enough time for the green lantern Corps to finally fucking get their shit together and arrive and do their <laughs> goddamn job they're they're terrible in all these they're terrible in this universe and in the injustice universe <laughs> Again, talk about stopping off. Oh, we stopped off for space donuts. Was there something going on? <laughs> we had to stop. We the, thought you had a parking stop. violation out by the sun. <laughs> Couldn't let that go. That John moment is excellent, too, because it's totally like this juxtaposition of like Superman had to kill his father early in this story. Mm-hmm. And now John fears that he might have to do the same. It's also like, oh, when Superman was a boy. They shot him from his dying planet in a ship, and now John is leaving the ship that is going to save humanity to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and defend it so Earth can live the last of their kind. And I'm like, ooh, Tom Taylor, you're bringing it all together and making nice little juxtapositions. Yeah, it's, it's like he knows what he writes and knows these characters totally. and everything. Even the Amazons, who, you know, mm. the isolationist nation who tried to stay away from the evils of man's world, now sacrificing themselves to give man's world a second chance. That was a pretty fucking cool scene with, like, a zombie yeah, Aquaman and his zombie army with the Kraken, and then fucking Green Arrow just killing Aquaman. Green Arrow all pissed off that Batman didn't have a contingency <laughs> policy for him, and from beyond the grave, yeah, but who's the threat now, motherfucker? Again continuing to prove the point that tom taylor needs to write a green arrow ongoing tell me about it man like i wish that green arrow was that cool like, all the time like between this stuff and all the stuff he did with him in injustice like it just proves he understands that character and could write a really fun green lantern story a uh, green arrow story or gr- yeah, he totally gets him. He gets his relationship with Black Canary, who Black Canary does some cool shit this issue, too, where she amplifies her scream through, like, a light construct megaphone. Yeah, creative use of the powers. Very. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, in the end, they all basically escape to Earth 2. Yeah, yeah, Earth 2. I like that. They called that Earth 2. Also a nice well, touch, because what did Tom Taylor write for a long time? Yeah, Earth 2. Uh, also, um, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a nice nod to like all star Superman and stuff, where like Superman disappears into the sun, like, yeah. and he's like eating the sun because he's a zombie now, instead of like keeping the sun uh, like alive. It is a nice little juxtaposition, and the idea too, where it's like, yeah, well, he's just gonna freeze out Earth now. The virus will survive. Yeah, it, it'll on sleep. Earth, it'll just it'll be just sleep. Yeah. <laughs> 
it'll sleep until someone is dumb enough to disturb it or someone gets oh, that, back into space. That's going to happen in, like, the sequel, like... Is Firestorm still around? I can't remember if he... he mm, good it. question. So, yeah, something will happen and he'll, like, blow up or something. And, like, the heat... I'm like, there's the, your sequel the heat, the heat will, like, fucking thaw out the the, uh, the zombies. Or, or like, a, a doomed race will find... Mongol comes to invade Earth without realizing there there's a go. zombie plague He's too on late. <laughs> Yeah. The the atomic skull is running around, but because he runs on nuclear energy. Yeah. <laughs> that's some there's there's a million ways they could do it. And you know Tom Taylor has that story written oh, in yeah. his head where he's like, Oh, I I really intended this to be a trilogy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they still gotta do stuff with like that 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 one shot they had with like Doctor Fate and all that, because they're not in this book at all. No, no, they're not. So there's definitely places they could go with that one. Man, talk about a story that I wish they would turn into like a DC animated movie. Not like the ones now, but like the good ones when they had money to put in it. Yeah, yeah. Because this this is like six issues, very straightforward, and like a concept that I think you could sell very easily. The Justice League versus zombies. Yeah, yeah. It'd be such an easy sell. May, may, you, you, I reckon maybe if that... that uh, disney what if show does well with their zombie mm. thing i think we'll probably see something like that no yeah, no doubt about it cyborg gets it pretty hard here too oh doesn't god he? that was such cool such cool death where i i it's just it's just classic tom king like like giving the heroes like that last bit of like like desperation and like where he realizes like he's been the cure the whole time and he and he's yeah. like oh fuck i've got to get to the ship and just gets his head ripped off you want the true cyborg life is fleeting death is eternal <laughs> motherfucker dude put that on a shirt <laughs> cuz that's some deep ass shit right there put that on my tombstone <laughs> cuz it would make more sense on a tombstone <laughs> but yeah De- deceased was really good and ended very strongly what a what a cool book to come out in and around october yeah yeah and i'm glad as well like it- it got one like one shot like usually with these sorts of things they yeah. kind of go a bit ham with like the tie-ins and like what was this random character doing when superman was destroying the city and you know stuff like that didn't do any of that no they didn't need to yeah it was really solid and i'm sure when they collect all this in a trade too it's going to be a good trade mm. yeah uh did you have anything else because that's basically all the big stuff i read i had venom this week but literally nothing happened in venom this week no no it's the most skippable issue where it's like hey and here's stuff that was happening in the background of absolute carnage that you probably already figured out anyway yeah nah none of that shit um i had i i did the uh the marvel zombies resurrection book oh yeah 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 yeah. they also had a zombie book this week it's quite fucking cool that's so uh yeah fucking uh, the Avengers get told by Reed Richards something in space is happening because they got a message from Carol Danvers. Uh, they get a they get a grainy picture of what they think is Galactus, and they they assume he might be dead. Um, mm. And he was heading to Earth before he stopped, so they they have to like get a a squad of Avengers and X Men together, and they're going to go out and kind of deal with the body, find out what happened to him, but also dispose of the body because they can't let the body fall into the hands of like uh like brood or the scrolls because like that mm. shit be fucking like worth a fair bit right can't, can't let the bodies hit the floor let yeah. the bodies hit the floor <laughs> yeah um so they they end up going out they find that he is indeed dead and they they board his body and begin looking around do they do that cool thing they they did it recently i can't remember which issue it was 
it might have been a Doctor Strange issue where they posit the fact that um, the cells in in Galactus change depending on the viewer. So, like, humans mm. see Galactus as a humanoid, whereas the Chitari will see him as a giant Chitari and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, Inter- I like that. Yeah, and, and it reads like, oh, this is fascinating. Even in death, this happens. And, like, what the hell's going on? So they end up looking around. Wolverine's part of the team, and he's like, eh, something's, something's fucky. Like, I, I, I smell something that I've smelt before. Um Interesting. So, so this has like no connection to the original Marvel zombie See, stories. This is like a fresh start. I think that is because that might be the thing Wolverine smells. It's not outrightly said in this issue, but it might be because he knows apparently about it because of the the zombie Spider-Man told t- main timeline Wolverine or something. I, I'm not too sure. That's... The Marvel Zombie books got so weird by the end. Like the, the like the first one was cool, but then they did like all these weird crossovers and universe hopping, yeah. and like they met Ash from the Evil yeah. Dead. And it's like, all right, this has been going on for too long. Yeah, they did all sorts of weird shit. But yeah, they they continue through the uh, the body, and they find Carol, and she's been turned into a zombie, uh, and not just her, but like whole armies of the like Brood, Scrolls, Kree, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, mm. They end up like attacking the, the the team. Magneto gets fucking eviscerated. Um, Poor guy. Uh, Thor has to go back to get to the ship to like warn Rhodey, who's on the ship, to like blow blow uh, Galactus. He gets turned into a zombie uh, by Gladiator. Uh, all while Reed Richards discovers that at the center of of Galactus, there's like this pod pulsating thing that has. Uh, what's his name silver surfer in it and oh. Oh, there's a cool scene where like silver he like emerges from this pot and then like his silver skin all like rots off and he like Ew. he like kills johnny storm and um yeah so they all get fucked up and they learn that that galactus was actually hollowed out and turned into a ship for this virus oh, and the virus was going to head to earth and that's what it's doing uh, so the book ends with like spider-man he's looking after franklin and val on, on yancey street and they're like just talking and everything and franklin sees something in space and it's it's, it's <laughs> fucking galactus who like power bombs the earth <laughs> <laughs> that actually does sound pretty cool yeah it's so fucking cool <laughs> I wasn't sure what to think about that Marvel zombie thing because I thought it was like a brand and idea where it's like, well, this is definitely ran out of steam, but it sounds like they actually, no pun intended, breathe some fresh life into it. Yeah, it's something new. Definitely. And they even well, say they good. even say that like the zombies that can talk, they're like, they, they, it's like this isn't what you thought. It's something new. <laughs> uh, so they're being a little self-aware too. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, was that the only other book you had? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. That's a good length for a show so far. As always, because we're doing this one live, we'll hang around for a couple minutes more. So anyone who had any questions or any comments or anything here in the chat, Tevia has been filling the cup all night long. So thank you for that. Anyone else who has any other late donations or anything, feel free to uh, come on in. Yeah, cup's almost half full. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh, Gian's saying this book is based on ideas from Hickman's Fantastic Four. And really, I, thought I didn't so, yeah, know that. Yeah, he did like the he did like the Marvel zombies in in his his run. He had like the Fantastic Four. He did uh, that with the zombies and that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was a while ago. That was ages ago. It was, as the chat says, it's been a long time. I was in middle school the last time I read a Marvel zombies yeah. book. Yeah, me too, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, been a long while. time. It's been a while. 
KT saying, seriously, read Harleen. Maybe I will when it's all done, because I know that <laughs> story so far, series where I cover a full book, they've all been basically Marvel-centric, so maybe if I want to do something DC-centric. I'm kind of sick on Harley. <laughs> like, they never seem to do yeah. anything new with her. No, she is very overexposed at the moment. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, any opinion on the new DC timeline being leaked? Was that officially leaked, like, or is that a just a portion all... of it? Does and everyone's calling. Oh. Everyone's saying this is going to be the end of DC somehow. Mm, somehow. I'll wait till it's done. I'll read. I'll read around if someone pays me to read it. Uh, well, don't they technically always pay you, Matt, by watching the videos? But the, people won't. I'll read it and I'll, I'll, I'll get, like, two views. <laughs> Fair. When it's all done, I might read it all together because yeah. I am trying to save up. Since I'm, I'm saving up Gotham Monsters right now because I want to cover that all I, in I, one I sitting. read the, the, the second issue just before we started this. It was, that was a good book. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks like something I would enjoy. Yeah. Uh, got a favorite show at the moment. Uh, really enjoyed BoJack Horseman. Man, does that season, because they're doing their final season in two halves, holy shit, did they end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without giving too much away. Hey, remember this horrible thing the character did really early on in the series that he never thought would come back to bite him in the ass? Well, it's coming back to bite him in the ass now. <laughs> And they're just like, yep, and that's the end of it. Come back uh, in a couple months to see the finale. And I'm like, god damn, you got me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, what are you watching right now? I know you said you uh, picked up some new shows you were enjoying. Um, I'm just trying to think of what I am watching at the moment. I mean, I'm watching, like, the usual, like, like flashes and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm I'm trying to watch I've, tr I've got like a list on like my Netflix and stuff I'm just trying to like get through so like mm, stuff like Black Sails and all that oh yeah I watched the first couple episodes of Black Sails and enjoyed it never finished it but I enjoyed it that's the thing I I'm in into a couple episodes and then I just like stop for some reason I'm like this is a really good fucking show why why am I just stopping uh, Crusader Con asked a good one there. Have you seen Hasbin Hotel? Yes, I have. I've been following the development of that pilot for a very long time, and it did not disappoint. I hope they get to make more. Have you heard about uh, Hasbin Hotel, Matt? I think I saw someone talking about it on Twitter. What, what exactly is it? It's a really, really cool idea. A bunch of, like, animators who have been doing YouTube work forever got together, pooled their money, and made a really goddamn impressive pilot for a show. Okay. And, like, everything you like is in there. There's musical numbers and swearing, and it takes place in hell. And there's <laughs> demons and funny and funny jokes and everything else. And it's just basically all these things that no network would ever do. But they're like, yeah, we'll do it on the fucking internet. No, oh, well, that's cool. They, I like it when, when people do that, and, and it actually makes it it's funny it's 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 actually something decent because mm -hmm. because there's there have been times where where that has happened and it's just come off as like completely cringy it's been a real but yeah this this one actually sticks the landing and it looks really friggin good too awesome like really nice like if you're just a fan of art uh jesus christ doomsday clock is still going yeah it is we talked about that before we started <laughs> and, and the, the last issue is d definitely coming out either end of november start of december because like they they <laughs> they like uh gary frank and like brad anderson and all those guys have been like posting pictures of it. it's like look guys it does exist it's been to the printers i have my comps yeah. right here <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, DNG saying, wrestling question, are you surprised that Rockstar Spud is more over than EC3 right now in WWE? I think everyone is surprised on that. EC3 has just disappeared from television. I think he's just waiting till he can get fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those are words I know. Yeah. Yeah, those those are strung together in a sentence, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throw some shit Blizzard's way. <laughs> I mean, what can you really say? They gave an empty apology, and that's like, hey, here's, here's all the games you like, everyone. It's not like we're the company that knows about game addiction more than anyone else, and if we give you these things, you'll shut up and leave us alone for a bit. Uh, that apology was so funny to watch. Like, Boy, was it. I've never heard a more empty apology. <laughs> we did wrong. We won't say how we did wrong, but we did wrong. Here's the trailer for Overwatch 2. Looks exactly like Overwatch 1. Yeah, and we don't know when it's coming out either. It's not like we just threw this together or anything. Yeah. Um, what, what was really funny about that apology is, like, I think not long after it, like, Blizzard forced a esports manager to delete a bunch of tweets that he tweeted out in solidarity to, to Hong Kong. So I'm like, wow, guys. Like, you respect Amazing. every voice. <laughs> They sure do, especially when they're Chinese and have money. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Also, Diablo 4, which also looked not done. That looked like a sizzle reel. Oh, yeah. No, that was totally like like just like they... Proof of concept. They, they, uh, they cobbled together a, a cinematic, a really quick cinematic and like, like on the rails gameplay and just said, yeah, it's coming. We don't know when. Also, it's going to not have offline play. So it's like, we don't want you to buy this game. Oops, sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're so sorry. We won't say what we're sorry about, but we're sorry. Uh, got any hype for the Star Wars Jedi game? Yeah, naturally, we're going to play it again. I'm so backlogged on other games, but I'm definitely going to get around to playing I'm it. backlogged on other games, and it's even worse because Death Stranding comes out this coming this week as we do the show. Um, at the end of this week. And then the week after is Fallen Order that's the one blank spot one of the many blank spots in my nerdity i never got on the kojima train so i don't have to worry <laughs> I, about that i like uh, his games because they're always really creative and everything the, the one thing i fucking hate and it's it's being shown right now is the quote-unquote intellectuals uh making it more uh, than what it is and like doing the whole rick and morty thing with it which is even funny because rick and morty didn't add for death stranding which that, which was really funny mi- that it really was. I laughed so fucking hard at that because I saw you do the Rick and Morty quote of like, oh, you got to be really intelligent to understand Death Stranding. Then like 15 minutes later, <laughs> yeah. here's the Rick and Morty trailer for yeah, Death Stranding. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I, I'm really excited for that. And I, I love as well that like the reviews are split in the game where people are like, hey, you just walk and deliver packages as Norman Reedus. And other ones are like, you deliver packages as Norman Reedus. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. Yeah. As uh, Tevye is saying to you, how do you feel about DC Comics replacing their characters in new... I mean, we talked about this before, Tevye. We talked about this. Our thoughts haven't changed, no. and we don't have any new information to go off of. No. Uh, oh, yeah, there was that other Mandalorian trailer, too. We didn't get to see much different, but, yo, Mandalorian looks fucking sick, and we're going to see it fairly soon. Next week, man. Goddamn. I, I've, I've been... Po- thinking i'm i've been thinking about like maybe doing like a live stream of mm. like me watching the episode like not showing it on the stream or anything but like naturally like just watching it and just hanging out with a bunch of people been thinking about doing that yeah that would be cool i'm sure people would like that yeah i mean yeah i'm definitely down for it 
Uh, people talking about Pokemon. Yes, I have plans to get the new Pokemon this month at some point. I don't know when, because yeah. like I said, I am inundated with games. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to take that ride at some point. In fact, I was even talking to Matt. I'm like, okay, what version are you getting? Because I'll get the other <laughs> version so we can trade back and forth. I don't even know which version I'm getting. Like, I haven't really like been paying attention to like what's the difference between the versions. I think it's just it's just Pokemon, isn't it? It is, as it always is. Check the wiki. I think, you know, one comes with Tyranitar, one comes with another evolutionary family, etc., etc. Okay. That's about it. I'll get Pokemon because I'm a Pokemon shill. Hey, (laughs) I just became a Switch owner, so I don't care that people aren't happy. Well, I do care that people are unhappy about the amount of Pokemon. I just want to take this ride, damn it. It's been since gold since I've taken this ride. Yeah, I haven't played a Pokemon. Yeah, since gold and silver. I think that I never hopped on, like, the Emerald or Sapphire train. Yeah, gold and silver. Because, yeah, I think, like, the Game Boy Color was, like, the last console, like, handheld console from Nintendo I owned. Same, same. So, you know, that's definitely going to be a cool one for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that basically does it for us in the show right now. Thanks, everyone, for coming out. As always, it's much appreciated. Yeah. If you're a patron, you'll get to listen to the audio version of this before anyone else, the video version to follow soon after. Everyone else, it's Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time over on the YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for joining. Thanks, Tevia and others for uh, the cheers. Yeah, you're filling that cup up, filling it good, real good. <laughs> Put it in the cup. Put it in the glass. <laughs> glass them. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. And uh, Matt and myself, we will be back again next week. So until then, Comic Multiverse out. Yeah.